0: I just wanted to thank everybody for sticking with us for the past 100 episodes and say that this episode was one of the most fun that I've ever recorded. We had some outstanding guests come on from episodes past to talk about how things are going, and we hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 100. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, the centennial Thomas Smiley. And we're here to talk about legacy and whatever the fuck else.
0: I can't believe we made it to episode 100. Like, I, it still kind of blows my mind that we're still doing this 100 episodes later.
1: Well, I honestly, it doesn't seem real to me. Uh, do you think we'll make it to two hundred? I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, I, I have no idea. That's two years away. The fact that I managed to be like stable enough to get here to to episode one hundred blows my mind. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll see about two hundred.
2: Yeah. Well, if, I mean, if we make with it to two hundred, the yeah
3: podcast name may come to fruition. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least nobody gets a fucking grand prix this year.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, we, I shouldn't be pumped Are we that.
3: counting the Arena Grand Prixs that are, like, buggy as shit and people are angry because Arena can't actually support the tournaments and uh, people with good internet connections keep, like, lagging out and then, like, getting match losses because Arena can't handle crashing and reconnecting and the, the online Pro Tour is going to be a complete dumpster fire because what Watts, shit he doesn't show, have the infrastructure in place to actually support online Pro Tours. And, like you know i'm not saying a moto pro tour would be better uh there are things about moto that would better support a pro tour you know like actually having a tournament structure so people can't just like change their deck lists in between rounds um yeah but that's the most hilarious thing
0: yeah it's (laughs) i don't know i are you telling are you telling everybody that wizards of the coast has like not optimal programming Um, and there are issues with the client that that's, that's so new. I've never heard that before. (laughs) Yeah,
3: it's, I think most people would rather they actually just postpone this pro tour until they figure out a way to actually do it stably, Mm -hmm. you know, like I get pushing arena. If you want to do that, sure. Um, like I understand all the reasons why they'd want to do that, but, you know, have a tournament structure make it so that arena doesn't like crash most people's computers because apparently that's a thing like a number of people are just having to buy new computers to run the program yeah
0: so well we better shut our mouths before we get banned yeah um banned from what
3: paper magic
1: rest in peace austin bercevich Mm. however the fuck you might say that name you pronounced it right (laughs) really (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't even trying i guess that's maybe that's the secret it's pretty fanatic
0: yeah that's how we made it to episode 100
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah obviously we have got lawrence on if we make it to 200 i was gonna say how many guest spots would lawrence have but he's been less frequent of a guest because he's sort of been taking a break from magic lately right
3: yeah he just haven't felt like playing Uh, not 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 too cozy uh i guess just like not interested in the game right like a lot of the formats seem kind of homogenous it's like legacy itself doesn't really appeal to me i don't know it's i'm just chilling it's nice
1: yeah that's fine man i mean that's what this episode's about is more chilling than magic because we're just looking back and celebrating honestly celebrating these uh these two years just about right i mean it's it's still light out so it's summertime and that's when we started this cast was the 4th of july 2018 and lot's of fucking changed in the world bro like how, how's dayton looking right now
3: uh dayton is you know dayton filled with meth fentanyl <laughs> corn uh some protests going on yeah you know tear gas corn to the ambiance
0: corn the vegetable or corn the band uh <laughs> Corn the eventual oh, okay okay I didn't know if like Dayton had become like the the final resting place of of Corn the band I needed to they're
1: doing okay. a duet with uh, Machine Gun Kelly right
0: oh Boy. god are they
3: that's a weird <laughs> crossover it makes sense in a way but it's <laughs>
1: in like okay. a, a white trash trailer park kind of way you know
3: Machine Gun Kelly's whole shtick was like. I'm the white guy from Cleveland and people were just like, Oh yeah, Cleveland exists. And then, <laughs> you know, now he's like, by the way, did you know I can do covers of Paramore songs more yeah. songs? Parker? <laughs> and
1: you're like, Oh, uh, that M disc was fire though. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. I, I don't, Oh, I don't know much about Michigan Kelly. Like, I don't know his other music, whether I even like it or not, but that, that one song was fucking fire.
3: Yeah. Frank and I have, uh, talked about that on Cozy yeah. and just like <laughs> how much we actually like that diss just, yeah like, it was
1: really good as a
3: song and just like as a diss it was nice and witty
1: yeah and esoteric too he got like, he got deep that that's what's key about uh, like uh, a good diss track in my opinion is you gotta like you gotta really dig and and, and like hit someone like somewhere really personal you know what i mean
3: yeah that whole beef is like really weird though Mm -hmm. like eminem being angry about a tweet from like four years prior or something and then dissing him years later and then it's just like this nobody really wanted this but i think we got the best outcome you know
2: yeah
1: well it's always like this this sort of like power dynamic right between like if you're gonna even respond to the person because you're giving them attention right
3: Right. But, you know, rap culture, it's kind of like a you-have-to-respond sort of deal. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, the most commendable thing was, like, most people aren't willing to take a swing at Eminem. And MGK just said, fuck it, I'll do it. And uh, I think a lot of people uh, were like, oh, okay,
1: I can respect yeah, and, that. Yeah, and the track was good, so, like, it got it got, I don't know, 30 million spins or something on YouTube. Yeah, probably. Something crazy like that, so yeah he had to respond that was that was fucking that was awesome that was a long time ago man fuck 2020
0: this year has been absolutely insane it, like <sighs> anything anything where like yeah the government might have acknowledged that there's videos of ufos they don't know what they are yeah. is, is like at the bottom of the list of what people are talking about
1: yeah
3: do <sighs> the whole parallel dimension thing was interesting it's just, like, watching Twitter discover string theory and then, like,
2: maybe yeah.
1: proof of string theory was cool. Bro, what, what comes after this? Like, is there a 2021? Who
3: knows? Like, it seems like we're, like, in the onset of the second American revolution,
1: right? It really does. Honestly, that's exactly how I feel. That that I think that's very well put and people might there's a there's a hundred ways you could take that the wrong way so i feel like we're definitely not gonna get audience buy-in from that but i'm on the same page man it, it feels like the center is not gonna hold after this
3: yeah it'll be interesting
1: to see where things go i've heard i heard a really interesting perspective the other day that was not like not taking sides on this or or you know, on, on any issue that we're, we're seeing right now, it was just a general like 100 feet high perspective that the world, we used to have these these sort of cultural touchstones when there was just cable television that, that everybody watched, like stuff like Seinfeld or like ESPN
0: t- all day long. Yes,
1: ESPN, Tool Time. We all had these like phrases that we used and these cultural touchstones that we could refer to. And whether you were black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you were watching like cable television. That was like popular culture. It came through like cable and radio through like approved means. And there was only so many streams. But now that entertainment is so segmented, everybody's watching their own favorite YouTube providers and listen to their own content creators. We don't have those touchstones. So like people, people can't relate to other people. Because they're watching and being entertained by totally different media. And I thought that was like kind of profound, honestly.
0: Well, I want to push back a little bit on like the everybody was sort of watching cable TV. Yeah. And sort of say that not everybody can afford to pay $100 oh, yeah. a month for cable or however, how, however much it was back then. 30 bucks. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. So it's not not everybody.
1: It's all I, relative. I mean, 30 bucks back then is probably like 90 today, right?
0: There
3: was definitely more overlap, though. Like, you know, now media is very tailored to what you like as a consumer, um, so you can just like find a subculture you like and just dive in super hard, and you don't really ever
0: have to come out of that. Um, like, like this Magic the Gathering subculture, but like, yeah, exactly. How fucked up it is! Is it that newspapers are literally literally taking the same article? but giving it different headlines depending on like the marketing algorithms for for where you are reading it from that like yes dude that
1: th-
0: we're we're in we're in a crazy world right now
1: that's fuck you you just hit the nail on the fucking head with regard to how fucked this is and like it totally makes sense how they got there right like if you're trying to to tailor your your thing for the maximum engagement level or whatever y- you design it differently for different demographics or different segments of the population but the damage that it does for for like the the fabric of a society like having having to refer to the same sort of i, I don't know the, the word to say this but like the this the zeitgeist yeah the zeitgeist is like fractured
0: yeah because everybody's in their own sort of like ideological bubble yeah and they're not on purpose or not they're not as exposed to other people's opinions because everything's so segmented.
1: If it's on purpose, I think it's got to be like internationally, right? What do you mean? I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that like our government is trying to do this. Like, there, there's some sort of conspiracy theories, like you know, about our government and stuff. And I don't buy that stuff. I think that they're at. at I don't know if this is at best or at worst, actually, but they're they're just like either oblivious to or or trying to fight but not doing a good job of fighting against this like it it, it's a a ton of different actors all around the globe that are you know controlling the media and it might just be that they're all just seeking their their best dollar the best advertising dollar trying to reach the biggest audience and give them what they want
0: yeah i think i think it's more like it's just more efficient marketing so if you're trying to compete and you want to rake in as many views listens add dollars as you can it's it's just the strategy that gets the most people to look at your content yeah so we're we're going to be releasing um two different episode 100s depending on the ip address of where people are downloading <laughs> it from. Uh, so this is just part yeah. one part one of the east coast uh and if you, and yeah. co- um <laughs> cleveland area if you live on the uh, coast so won't
3: be hearing this one in Austria? <laughs> nope. No, no, we we'll not, nope. we'll not be hearing this one in Austria. I'm sorry,
0: Lawrence. <laughs> you, you did not. You're the the pilot numbers for Lawrence Harmon episodes have not done well.
2: there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you live on the coast, you'll be hearing Lawrence first. If you live on uh in the plains areas, you'll be hearing uh, Tom Karen's start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Ah, yeah, dude, it, it's fucked. It really is, and that that kind of really resonated with me that idea that we're we're just living in different places because the, the media we consume is just different. And I never thought about that before that everybody consumed the same streams of media before.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, like the news was you had your choice of like around here, channel four, five, seven, but now it's just, it's so different. It's so different.
1: Yeah. Wait, tell us about the eighties, bro. Cause, cause we don't know. Well, in the '80s, I wasn't really paying attention to the news.
0: I think, I think the news that was on in my house was the um, the PBS uh, McNeil Lehrer News Hour. Okay. Um, so whatever whatever the news the the nightly news on PBS was, I just watch. I remember watching a lot of cartoons in the '80s. So if you want to talk about like cultural zeitgeist of '80s kids with GI Joe and He Man, everybody everybody was sort of on the the same page for sure
1: (laughs) yeah
3: it'll be interesting to see so do you guys know what the 20 and 30 year cycles are in terms of media consumption no Uh, so it's the idea so like uh (laughs) transformers as an example right transformers came out in the 80s and then there was a resurgence of transformers media in the public eye you know there's obviously cartoons and stuff going on but the movies came out like 10 years ago right so the idea is that like things resurge in popularity every 20 30 years as people who consumed a certain ip as a kid uh grow up and become like the um like hit the age where they actually have money to spend on things so that's why you'll see a lot of remakes of uh, things from the 70s and 80s yeah. now, because like, you know, if you watch Transformers as a kid, you see a Transformers movie, you're gonna go watch it. Same with like uh, Spider Man or whatever. So um, it's like when you
1: have the most disposable income,
3: right? But like that, whole I think we idea... sort of saw
0: that resurgence in magic.
3: Yeah, I just
1: realized that too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but what I was getting at is like that whole idea of like the 20 and 30 year cycles is um, dependent on mass consumption of a thing, right? Like if you look at like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and just see it as a thing that only certain people watched, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> you know, like kids now have, can just go to YouTube or watch tailored shows or what have you, there may not be as much overlap. Uh, In terms of like broad cultural impact or uh, penetration. Yes, exactly. Things.
2: So I'm curious to see what will
3: happen in like the next 20 years or 20 years from now um, and see what like movies are coming out. Are there going to be remakes? Are we going to see more like new or original ideas? It'll be interesting,
1: dude, that's a great point, and that that's taking this sort of phenomenon that I was talking about to the next level because like when we were kids, everybody like Tom was saying, like with my generation, I guess it was like g i Joe it was like the the show that all my friends watched, and I watched, but like you know if if some kids are growing up watching Sesame Street and other kids are growing up watching, I don't know what the new shows are, I don't have kids, but Tom, you could probably fill this in Rick and Morty pa. or
0: pa, no <laughs> I mean Pa. Paw Patrol, uh, Paw Patrol. Ryan, Ryan's toy review. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's, there's lots. Like, depends on if you watch Disney or uh, or Nickelodeon. But I think, I think that they're all. It's similar. They're just on different channels.
1: Is Zack and Cody still a thing?
0: I don't know Zack and Cody. Okay. So that sh- might be a thing for older kids, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not still a thing okay it makes sense i mean i guess they grew up right but i don't like, know yeah. what zach
0: and cody is Yeah. about like what time was that from in your life Ian?
1: uh it's actually from a post malone song i actually have no idea what it is but oh zach
3: okay. and cody came out like uh i want i can't remember i want to say i was around 12 ish or so um maybe younger so it was like a 2000s thing yeah um 2005 is when it came out it was a disney channel show yeah
1: yeah dude so like what happens when these kids grow up like what you were saying like that to market to to all of them you you can't hit one certain thing like i I guess like the things that transcend the different segments of the population are like trump like you know whatever your opinion is on, on donald trump like he's a a phenomenon that transcends you know the 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 content is totally different, but it's like a a cultural touchstone that everyone will remember but like that that's not something you can make a mo- like you can make one movie i guess right or a couple movies yeah but that's not like what we're looking for
3: it'll be interesting to see if like m- you know movie theaters become a thing again right like people may be wary to go to them uh for quite some time. Um, that
0: that and the fact that the trolls movie, like, did however however many dollars in sales just releasing straight to home.
1: Wait, the troll. There's a movie so about trolls, trolls
0: 2 Was set. I believe it
1: was trolls two. It I know. I trolls definitely 2. know
0: it wasn't trolls one. But it the was guys on the end pretty- of the
1: pencil with the long hair, or is this something else? Yeah. The trolls. Yeah. Yes. The trolls. There's a movie a about them
0: movie with like. Justin There's two Timberlake. What Listen, the fuck? The first, I watched the first one with my kid. It was good. Really? Was good. I liked. I liked the first Trolls movie.
1: Was it a cartoon? It, yes, it was a cartoon. Okay, I didn't even know that.
0: Yep. <clears throat> so I'm not recommending everybody go watch the Trolls movie, but if you have a kid and you watch the Trolls movie, you'll be like, ah, oh, you know what? That wasn't. Uh, that wasn't <laughs> the worst. But it was supposed to be like a like a movie theater release, and they decided just to go straight to streaming on demand and it did really well, like leading everybody to think, well, why, if they made this much money doing it that way, maybe, maybe they don't need to go through movie theaters. Maybe they can just go straight home.
3: I think there's some movies that like are vastly different experiences in theaters. Um, But I do think we will see the option to, just watch them from home, uh, be pervasive. Uh, like my dude watched the new Scooby-Doo movie and it was like $20 to rent it. Ooh. And yeah, like at first that sounds heinous, but then you have to think it's like the majority of people who are watching these movies, um, are families. And I was about you know, to say,
0: are just, Velma. <laughs>
3: I don't think you're paying twenty dollars for Mastery Togoma. You
2: can exactly. shout like, out Jeremy. <laughs> you
3: can you can find that for free online, you know. Um,
1: but my point is that like
0: came, tw- that came from one of our That were. was a
1: very inside joke. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I broke your train of thought, you keep going. Oh uh,
3: I was just saying it's like twenty dollars sounds heinous at face value to like rent a movie
1: for a day, right? but yeah um, i've never done that bro because like joker i wanted to watch the joker movie but it was 20 dollars to rent it on demand for the past two months and i just didn't do it
3: uh it's on hbo now now it is yeah yeah um but before but, that I,
1: I wasn't paying the 20 bucks
3: but the whole thing is like I'm if you think family. about the if you think about the costs
1: associated with going to a movie, it's like
3: I haven't been to a movie theater in forever. What are what were tickets at? Like $13 or something absurd. Yeah, like
1: like between 12 and 15 or 18 maybe.
2: Right. Yeah, so I've instead not, of
1: yet, but. so instead of getting like a $12
3: to $15 ticket um or multiple tickets per like three, four family households or whatever for a kids movie um which, you know, the theater takes a chunk of that and then the rest goes back to the uh production studios i assume they can just market it directly to you for 20 bucks and if you like average that out amongst that same family it's cheaper to just watch the movie at home right
1: oh yeah Um, yeah for sure but like why why don't they just like make it like if they made it nine dollars i would rent so many of them you know what i mean like there's like a psychological price point there
3: yeah, but what I could see is, like, more people doing, um, like, friend night movie things. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, it's like, I hate movie theaters, uh, for a bevy of reasons, and, um, if the option of, like, not going to a movie theaters on the table, but I can still see, like, I don't see movies when they come out. I usually just wait the year or two years until they hit a streaming service. Yeah. Um... Because I don't particularly care that much to see, you know, pay infinite money to go to a theater that I don't want to be in. Yeah. But if the option is just like get together with four friends and we split a $20 rental fee and we like watch a movie, you know, that's a much more appealing thing. So, yeah, that's a great point. Like, I think there's definitely a demographic um, that this could, this option could draw in uh, in the long term once they figure out how they want to go about it right like you know smuggling food in the theaters is fun but it's also tiring uh yeah. to you know it's a lot of money i don't want to buy movie theater popcorn um you're like sitting next to some random person and you know it, you need to piss and you're like well you know like um what was it <laughs> when uh the third Lord of the Rings movie came out like 30 minutes in. I had to piss, but I didn't want to miss anything. So I just sat <laughs> and held it for the whole movie. And it's like, you know.
1: Bro, you're going to go out like Tycho Brahe, bro. He, he, he died from holding his his piss in.
0: Wait, that's a real thing? Yeah. Your, your body doesn't just like automatically override your urge to clench?
1: No, bro. You know. So, yes, for, for most of us, I think it would. But for some people, they, apparently they have that strength of will that they, they can hold it in too long and, and poison themselves with it, with the, the acidity or whatever. Yikes. Yeah. Also, this is like 200 years ago, so it could just be like an old uh, sort of like a legend or whatever about him, but supposedly that's how he died.
3: But no, it's it's like the idea of like just being able to get together with your friends, drink, smoke, you know piss when you want uh and watch the new release is like a significantly more appealing idea than um going to movie theaters you know yeah
1: and i would pay 20 bucks if my friends were coming over because like you don't want to look cheap in front of your friends so like that there's like that sort of psychological uh deal breaker i don't
3: know it's like it makes you think like why haven't movies been pay-per-view this long and it's probably it's probably just a matter of, like, the theaters having a stronghold on companies or, or you know, some sort of distribution method strong-arming yeah. people to well, continue to And a fear, to a fear them. of torrents. Like, back in the
0: day, people's TVs and, like, your, actually abil- your ability to enjoy a movie like that at home was kind of limited. Or, like, imagine the TV you had yeah. growing up yeah. compared right. to the TV that you can watch it at home on now. Like, it's it's night and day.
3: True. Yeah, like... You know, growing up, we had we had a few TVs in the house, but one of them was like a black and white TV, right? Nice. So, yeah, it was pretty. I actually kind of liked it, but you know, um,
0: bunny bunny ears in the basement,
3: exactly. Um But now people have like the average house is going to have the fifty-inch TV or what have you. Shout so, out to China. <laughs> um. So. You know, it's like, yeah, you lose some of the surround sound effect, but really being able to watch a movie in your underwear makes up for it.
1: True. All right, bro. Well, this has been awesome catching up, Lawrence. Obviously, you're our number one guest from the first hundred episodes. You you were probably the the biggest episode I think we've ever had in our first hundred. Right, Tom?
0: Uh, I'd have to go back and check that, but I remember it, it definitely was at the time. Yeah, for and sure. We had a, we had a stretch around the Grand Prix where I think Lawrence was on like two or three times in a very short span and everybody loved it.
1: Hell yeah. And I hope, you know, whether you come back to magic or not, we're definitely going to have you back on if you, if you want to come on. But, uh, yeah, I hope you, I hope you find your way back in because legacy misses you, bro. Yeah. I keep
3: a Curtis review on the format. Um, I was talking to Min Hawk of um, the Minmax blog, and like we were discussing this, like the thing we enjoy a lot about magic is fine tuning decks and tweaking and all of that. And right now, card design is in such a place where, like decks are really cards are really overtly powerful so by nature like the decks are really powerful so you have things like um like the breach deck come out right and then you have people crushing with the deck and then going i'm pretty sure i'm like 10 cards off but my deck is so good it doesn't matter so it kind of like devalues tuning when people can just take these like mark one prototype versions of decks and just crush with them yes because like everything is so strong And, like, that's definitely the aspect of Magic that I enjoy the most. Um, Like, playing the game is fun, but there was something, like, way more interesting and rewarding about just, like, finding the right numbers for um, a particular shell. Or, like, figuring out, oh, this deck has a problem with this. How can I overcome it? And now the answer is just, like win the die roll
1: you or, know? or or wait six weeks for rotation right because between right. Bands, band. bands and sets coming out there's fucking rotations every six weeks at this point
3: right that's the other thing like bands happen so fast so it's like you know i'm not gonna put a bunch of hours into we'll exactly. use breach again like yeah you know like i said breach nobody found the optimal version of breach and nobody cared to because everybody knew it was going to get banned right yeah yeah. like the lurus um grixis delver deck the same thing it's like everyone just got to a point where it's like consistent enough and then didn't really need to go past that because it's just like this isn't going to exist long so nobody wants to like waste the time i guess um plus like
0: plus like the big events too right like, all oh, yeah. of those things are sort of precipitated by, yeah. at least for me, trying to trying to get ready for a big event.
3: Yeah, like, there's definitely a certain motivation to, like, wanting to play a big event. Like, part of the reason you prep for a Grand P is because you want to, like, grand spike P. and get to the... <laughs> grand P. Yeah, <laughs> uh, grand there Prix. There's so much
0: P talk in this episode. It's
1: there really pretty, is, you know, like... bro.
3: Yeah. Um, but, like, part of the reason you test so hard for one is, like, oh... Well, I kind of want to like get on the pro tour. It's like, oh, maybe it would be cool to like get on the gravy train for a while. But then you like look at the state of organized play, and you're like, <laughs> you know, uh, they like it keeps shifting every year. I don't know what's happening. Uh, getting into like MPL arrivals seems like an abysmal grind, and like the Mythic Championship like invite structure is so dumb. <sighs>
1: You have to like, make your case for why why they should be on there, like, on social media for them to take you seriously. It's, it's a fucking mess, bro. They should just have a reality well, show for well, Yes! Like,
3: no, like, the Mythic Championships that they were, like, giving out invites for had, like, an absurd multiplier um, in terms of uh, Mythic points. So, like, there are people who spiked one of those things and got more yep. fun- like pro points functionally than people who like played all of the pro tours because there's a more of a multiplier on this like limited functionally invite only tournament yeah and uh that like definitely screws with competitive integrity and um creates a lopsided system where like the rich get richer you know uh it's I don't know Wiz- Wizards needs to accept that magic isn't an esport and will never be a good esport in part because it's a terrible spectator game and they like keep trying so hard to like be Hearthstone and it's like Hearthstone exists like you, yeah. you can't dumb down magic you know it's like when Amen. you watch like it you know I can I can watch a fighting game tournament and it's just easy to understand what's happening. Someone has a lower health bar, other person, you know, they're losing. Um, If you watch, like, League of Legends or something, or, you know, uh, like, Call of Duty or, like, one of the shooters, someone dies. It's, like, a binary thing, but magic has so many variables, people can win at one life. Like, there isn't, like, a direct route to victory that's easily discernible without already being entrenched in the game. So, like, you just lose a lot of the ability to pull in a wider audience because, like, the complexity is just too much. So, like, Wizards is trying to do that with Arena, but, like, you know, watching someone play Arena makes me want to jump off a bridge. Because it's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> these cards have, like, 16 lines of text that you can't read. Uh, The boards look like a mess there's random ass animations that just distract from the game. They're just like happening just because there's like animals on the side of the board. It's just like, what's the point? It's
1: bro. Lawrence is an old man. Now, bro, you're in the retirement home with us.
3: AARP baby. Like I'm fine. Like, you know, I don't play Hearthstone, but when I watch a game of Hearthstone, I can follow it enough to like not be bored out of my mind but I like play magic and I watch people play arena and it, like every game. It's just like, all right, a bunch of cards on the table, the animations. Uh, oh, I lost. Cause the auto tapper is garbage. Cause that's the thing that happened <laughs> to Paula. Like Paula Vita, Domino Rosa. You have like the best player in the world losing in the top four of like an online Grand Prix because your program fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's stellar that's like not good advertising wizards. Come on. Not um, good. It's like I understand why they did Arena, but I really wish they just put the time into like making Moto a better program. Uh, Me too. Because like from a standpoint, I like Moto more. <sighs> uh like a very biased standpoint. From like an objective standpoint, um, I don't know, I, I still think I like Moto more, like, Arena has its own issues, and I don't actually think it presents the game of Magic that well, and, you know, a pair of, like, you see people talking about Arena crashing because it can't handle, like, too many triggers or whatever, and then you find out that, like, you can't get money out of Arena, you just pump money in, so it's just like a bottomless pit, it's like, mm, you know, I'll stick with Moto. All
1: right. Well, thank you very much, Lawrence. We uh, we appreciate all you've done for the cast, man, and cozy gang. We wish you uh, we wish you the best of luck. I've been enjoying it. Check it out. How how can people get in touch with you?
3: Uh, best way is Twitter. Just my name, Lawrence Harmon.
1: Lawrence Harmon. No, no E W L L A W R E N C E. Right. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, man.
0: Stay safe, yeah. Lawrence.
1: Yeah, you yeah, too, Yeah, stay guys. safe, bro. Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 100, part two. We got Tom Cairn straight from the plains, from Alberta, straight from the farming, farming whatever life. I don't know. What are you doing, bro? What's been up?
4: Hey, guys. Uh, just uh, sorry to jump on so late. I just uh, just finished seeding today, which was pretty exciting, but so got the rest of the afternoon off, figured I'd come hang out with you guys. Really exciting be on your guys 100th episode
1: yeah bro it's, it's well, crazy you, we made it this long you're our original uh-huh. fan
4: i mean one of, one of them anyways i don't know i always i always liked what you guys did and uh i think it's really important for keeping the keeping the format alive and i don't know i probably never really said this to you guys but i think you know that I i just really appreciate what you do so
0: My heart, my heart just skipped a bit. I'm like tearing up. I'm tearing up a little. I'm ignoring my crying, my crying child in the background. That was, that
1: was wonderful. Sorry, my dog was going fucking nuts. I had to let him out. I'm sorry, I missed that. I don't know what just happened.
4: Perfect. But... You'll catch it right. later.
1: So yeah, our, our our first fan, Tom Cairns. Glad to have you on, bro. We're going from Lawrence to Tom. So, Tom, what are the protests like in Alberta?
0: Everybody's just walking around saying sorry, eh? (laughs) Tim Tim Hortons had a line out the door, and everybody was saying sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, and uh, then everybody went home.
4: You forget that, like, Alberta's the dickheads of Canada, so it's, like, kind of like, sorry, sorry, but go fuck yourself is, like, more what we do. (laughs) No, there's Bro, like, have you... we haven't had any, nothing, nothing like that other than, like, people talking about politics a little bit more than normal, but that seems to be the trend lately, so.
1: Well, you guys all, you got your guns taken away, right?
4: Uh, they're not yet, but it's, we'll see what happens to that minority government, let's put it that way, but I think. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see if this holds up, they're getting sued and a bunch of stuff like that, and. Who even knows? They they ban some stuff but they keep they're just like updating the list on the fly. So no one even knows if they're affected or not. <laughs> just yeah. is what it is. Damn dude. This is interesting. Well,
1: <laughs> that definitely sucks. I'm sorry. But what what's it like, bro? What's it like in Alberta? Like does everybody wear masks? Like do you see people jogging in the middle of fields in the middle of nowhere with <laughs> fucking masks on or what?
4: Well, you know, I think people were like it was a really weird energy in town. Anytime I went into town or like go get groceries and stuff, but you just see like fucking fifty percent of the people wearing masks and eighty percent of those people like don't know how to wear a mask anyway, so it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. You just like get people with an N95 that they weren't fit tested for, and then just like they have two rubber bands and they're only wearing one because it's more comfortable. I'm like you, dumb <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> You're just wasting shit. <laughs>
0: So. I went. I went to hang out with uh with one of my friends, and our kids had like a play date. And when we went over, we hadn't seen them since like this whole uh this whole thing started, and um, and he came to the door wearing a mask. So we went and grabbed the masks out of our car, and it was like half an hour before we realized that like neither of us really wore masks when we were around the house, and we just brought them just in case the other person was using them. Dude, yes. Uh, so
4: that. That absolutely happened yesterday well that where happened mask to me today, yeah. about as much as wearing a mask in your car so
0: yeah well I mean like when you were around like like people who you're I don't know yeah like you, you know what I'm saying like a absolutely. casual social environment
1: yeah dude we, we just had that happen because I went to my in-laws a couple hours ago and there was like that that sort of like we both had them in our hands like sort of show off showdown or whatever like are, are they gonna gonna like make us wear them or whatever yep it's really interesting the dynamics of that that whole thing, right?
0: Oh, absolutely! And I, I got to experience that yesterday.
1: So, have I, you been wearing a mask, Tom?
0: When Only I, at work. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit! Which we got two of them. <laughs> <Are you> I'm <talking, laughs> sorry. You're talking to a tea bag? I, meant smi-
1: I meant smiley in this instance, but.
0: Uh, so every time, I, every time I go out of the house, not when I'm in the car, but like uh, to check your mail. Uh, no, not to check my mail.
1: Like every time you go into into like public, like a grocery store, yeah, like a,
0: like like yeah, the grocery store, uh, liquor store, like whatever, uh, wherever I'm going to with that. Like if I go gotcha. out to mow the lawn, I'm not wearing a mask, or right, like right,
1: because like half the people are honestly,
0: really, okay, yeah, bro.
1: Like I so I didn't have a car this week, so I was like walking a lot of places, and I was getting dirty looks like walking by people, like you know I was I was on the street and they were on their property but I didn't have a mask on unless somebody was like walking right past me. Then I uh, pop I mean, My mask was around my neck, but it wasn't over my face. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some people like want you to be wearing a mask, even if you're a hundred feet away or whatever. It's just wild.
0: My mom said that she had to break, break up a fight uh, between two like 70 year olds at stop and shop. um, (laughs) Because one of them was walking the wrong way down the aisle. And got yelled at by the other elderly person, and um, and they got into it. So wow, yeah, it's 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 rugged out here.
1: It is rugged out here.
4: I think we're a little bit less less that way. Like, there's definitely people wearing masks, but I think it's like probably sub twenty five percent.
1: If that happened up in Alberta, they would have pulled the shirts over each other's heads and been punching (laughs) each other.
0: Hockey fights, hockey fights are crazy. Now, t- Tom, you probably know this. What's the reason that in a hockey fight you immediately go for the pull the jersey over the head?
4: Um. So I I played one year of hockey when I was six years old. So don't don't take too much of what I say too seriously. He was only sure in it... ten fights. <laughs> but it was, uh, I think it's just, it's so hard to fight on skates. I'm pretty sure that, like... You can just, you pretty much have to stand there, hold on to each other, and hit them. And if the guy can't, that's swinging at you can't see, then you have a pretty big advantage. But I don't know, it seems a little dirty. Okay, no, that makes
0: that makes a lot more sense. I like uh... if
4: you're gonna if you're gonna fight like it's civil war or something, you're just gonna stand there and hit each other versus stand there and shoot each other. It just seems like you should, the other guy should be able to see. It seems pretty shitty. But I don't know, I don't know too much about. Believe it or not, I don't know a lot about hockey. Is this something I always like? Probably should have done. I think i have a hockey players attitude but not a hockey players coordination
1: <laughs> yeah i mean like imagine skating with a jersey over your head bro like <laughs> h- how awkward is that like, you know you just like look like an idiot so it seems like a good move to me to pull someone's shirt over their head yeah so yeah man we're, we're doing this episode 100 thing we're just bringing some people on this is kind of like a ghost of christmas past ghost of christmas present sort of scenario what's that movie called tom uh, a Christmas story a Christmas story
0: yeah we're talking about uh Ebenezer Scrooge like
1: you'll shoot your eye out
0: oh that's a Christmas story yeah they're different movies it? okay well wait, wait, whatever no, the movie no, is with the no, we need of to Christmas get into this more have you not seen a Christmas story
1: where he's got the lamp that says "Fragile" or whatever yeah yeah I've seen that
0: that does not have ghosts of Christmas Past.
1: I know, but that I'm talking about the one with the ghost of Christmas past and present. You call it a Christmas story.
0: Uh oh, did I say a Christmas story? Yeah. Fuck. A Christmas c car- no. What did I say? I didn't say a Christmas did I?
1: <laughs> yes, bro.
0: Uh
1: Tom it's Tom, can you help me here?
4: I'm I gotta I, google I it. Th- I thought he was right, but I'm not really a the Christmas best on Carol. Pop culture
1: a christmas Christmas Carol. carol all right so we got christmas carol shit going on ghost of christmas past ghost of christmas present we got we got tom cairns who's lawrence is the ghost of of christmas present i would say tom you're the ghost of christmas future because you're still playing uh moto leagues
4: playing a little bit not uh not super well lately but uh i don't know Seems to be yeah. it seems to be a weird time, but I've at least I'm having fun again in the format, which is a, a pleasant change. It was kind of kind of junk for a bit.
1: Yeah, man. Well, I finally bought back into Legacy on Moto this week, and I was I was hyped, bro. It's so funny, like the universe conspired against me to stop me from buying in because I lost uh, internet for a few hours. There was downtime. And then there was the announcement from Wasi that there's going to be an update on Monday to how the companion mechanic works. So, like, I, it, it's just fucking crazy. Like, I, I keep having, like, reasons not to buy in, you know. But I finally just pulled the trigger. <sighs> so, I'll, I'll be in leagues this week.
4: That's exciting. I don't know. I, It's just hard for me to not play... Um, especially, like, I haven't been able to play any paper lately. Um, we were kind of, our local scene was shut down a little bit, and then now they've, they've fired a couple times, but it's still just, like, my wife's been on call and that, so I haven't actually, like, played very much paper, paper cards, other than, like, my partner and I jam at work a little bit sometimes, but usually just, like, a little bit of modern here and there, whatever. Um, so I just pretty much have to play moto, and I will even when it sucks, I guess, but it doesn't, it doesn't always feel great when it's just like Lurus, bobble go
1: yeah yeah i feel you bro so yeah what uh do you have anything that you want you want to say to people with uh, episode 100 like you've been confused with with tom many times well he's so. way
0: he's way more active like i at the beginning of this cast i was actually playing moto like quite like quite a bit like a lot more than i had ever played before uh-huh. um and he was still more active than I was even then. So he's definitely way more active than so, uh, I am
4: now. It's just like addicts problem, right? Super addictive personality. And uh, pretty much since I found magic, this is what it is. And legacy is just like a harder drug than any other
2: format. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but no, I, uh, I kind of alluded to it at the start. But just, I, uh, I'm really happy you guys made it this far. I really appreciate Obviously, like, the other cast that have been around, too, but uh, you guys, I've always, like, really liked your take on it, and I'm, it's, like, happy you made it this far. I hope you keep doing it. I think that, uh, especially with, like, paper just getting shit stomped like it has and everything, I think it's really important that, like, this type of stuff keeps, keeps stuff going. Um, Tom, I know you don't like going through the deck dumps, but I, th- I think these <laughs> all this stuff is pretty, pretty important to, uh, like, just keep everybody into it and uh, yeah. Keep 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 the dead form. What is dead may never die. <laughs> That's
1: right.
0: I I think I'm starting to enjoy the deck dumps a little bit more oh, because with shit. all no listen with all of the recent printings right everything just sort of looks the same. So you can have even you can have double the number of challenges. And recently it's been like, all right, we got breach and we got Laris and we got like it's it's just the same thing. So at least in the deck dump you can be like, Alright, this is probably not optimal, but it's it's fun. So I'm I'm warming up to it slowly. It took me a
4: hundred episodes, but we're here we're here. You you did sound a little more enthusiastic about the deck dump last week than, than I remember, at least for a while. Yeah, there were some fun ones. And then toward
0: he... the end I was like, Oh, this is taking this is taking a lot more
4: a <laughs> lot more time than I had
0: planned, but I we're... got dream
1: foil to pick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, not not anymore. I'm still I'm doing I'm PvPing. I'm I'm killing a lot of horde, which is way more uh mentally taxing than running around and picking dreamfoil. I've I've bumped up the the sort of addictive level of the drugs that I'm doing uh to like the hardest in the world of Warcraft. So So wait, what, oh, what's the magic analogy
1: for for that? Cuz I don't know what you're talking about. Uh
0: okay, the magic analogy for grinding to grand marshal would be uh, traveling to fifty-two grand prix's in a year. Like every weekend, you are there grinding. Um, that's pretty much the the analogy for what I'm trying to do here. And, and if, but if, but if what, that puts it in perspective,
1: th- that's that's what you're doing right now. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. were you doing before, like F and M?
0: Uh, the the casual maybe maybe once a quarter grand prix definitely fnm but like something way more limited to like two or three nights a week now this is every day for multiple hours a day
4: gotcha so before he was a legacy player and now he's the standard player or something
0: okay yep could be could be that okay i don't wanna i don't want to bring standard into this podcast but it could, <laughs> it could be
1: yeah we have no standards here well tom thank <laughs> you very much for coming on bro we've appreciated it the the friendships we've made along the way right like this has been yeah. 100 episodes uh tom i consider you one of my good friends now uh tom Carons, you guys too. the same <laughs> oh
0: okay, <laughs> i didn't know which tom we were talking about but yeah it's crazy it's crazy how like just having the idea to like let's record our conversations about the death right banning could turn into like two years of discussions and a whole bunch of people from like literally all over the world um coming together it's it's absolutely insane
1: bro but that's what death right is though right like like takes take some mushrooms with me for a second death right <laughs> he makes shit out of death right like that that's what he is death right so like he he died but this podcast grew out of that
0: that's fucking meta
1: that's trippy bro that that's that fucking third eye right there
0: did you take mushrooms before the cast
1: <laughs> no but i've been thinking about them all day <laughs> i don't know why all right tom thank you very much for coming on bro thanks we, for having we appreciate me on diets, it.
2: It. it
0: was fun yep and if you're if you're ever farming any mushrooms you know who to talk to <laughs> all,
1: all right, right. thanks hey, a lot tom. bro welcome to the dead format episode 100 part three with hold hold on my fucking dog i'm sorry about this guys hold on hey, no around. we should have your dog on that's
2: great hey yeah
1: Get out of here. Come on. Come on, come on. <laughs> that was that was awful timing, sorry about that.
5: You guys know you have to just lead the whole podcast with that. <laughs> You're part three with my dog.
1: There. See? He's person. he's fucking insane. And <laughs> it's
0: just it's just like forty five minutes of who's a good boy? Who's your good boy? boy? <laughs>
1: uh-oh the lipstick's out all right <laughs> welcome to <a> Z dead format <laughs> episode 100 part three we got the atog lord rich shea joining us and we're just talking about rich just bought a new house which is beautiful house absolutely gorgeous house and whether i will be able to visit before i leave for cleveland
5: well no oh, it's it's great it's an honor to be on your 100th show uh you guys have been making quality content for a long time, and I'm honored to be here today to be able to uh, talk about the important ongoing items for, well, I guess, Ian, and Houses. And Ian, I at the very least, I mean, you could just come over and not be within six feet of anybody, which... Pretty sure it's allowed by everything.
1: Yeah. What's your mask level, bro? So we've been having this conversation. You're, you're now the third guest we've had on. We've been having this conversation about like the mask standoff sort of thing where like if you, if you go hang out with somebody, it's like, are they going to be wearing a mask? Do I have to wear a mask? Like what, what's your comfortability right now? That's a great
5: question.
1: And I guess I've been,
5: if I'm not going within six feet of anyone and I'm outdoors, then it's, I think that's been fine. Yeah. Masks are if you're in an enclosed space or if you are not able to stay six feet away. I mean, I've been taking a lot of walks outside and I just if someone's coming, I will cross the street so I don't get within six feet of him or her. And that's been working just
1: fine. Perfect, man. Yeah. Well, I hope I get to see it, man. We got five more weeks, so hopefully we can make it happen. But great. We've great. had uh we've had 100 episodes now. We've had probably about 40 guests, I would say, and two guests really stand out as being the episodes where we really leveled up in terms of like our listenership and I think our I don't know our realness, our authenticity, maybe. And one of them was our first guest, Lawrence, and the other was Rich Shea. We had we had the first episode with you, Rich, right around Christmas, and I remember we were at a company Christmas party, and I was like. Holy shit! We got that many downloads. Do you remember this, Tom?
0: Yeah, that was like episode fifteen or sixteen, probably. I, yeah, I remember that being our clean episode.
5: Um, yes, I appreciate it. I, I see that Ian has already put that right out the window, but um...
1: <laughs> oh, did, we screwed it up already? Well, Rich, I feel like your brand has changed, man. You, you've sort of uh, you, you've sort of embraced the dark side recently. Is that not true? I'm I'm pretty sure that. Uh... Maybe I'm just drunk. <laughs> I, it might
5: be. I'm. I'm pretty good about keeping my yeah, my my whole chat G-rated. I mean, my my two rules for my my whole stream have always been very simply: no politics, keep it G-rated. And you know, I'll get into just about any other topic. And um, but no, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's generally done a pretty good job of staying G-rated. And unless all my moderators are asleep, they'll nix any content that's not.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just <laughs> Disregard me. What's been going on, though, man? What's, uh, what's going on with you and Magic these days? Legacy, specifically.
5: It's complicated. You know, for a long time, Magic and I had a pretty good thing going. Um, it was stable. It was consistent. It was something I could come home to. And then I don't know exactly when it started. But it began to change. You know, I i guess I could understand everyone grows and transforms a little bit, but you start to come to rely on certain things, and once what you've come to rely on isn't there anymore, you sort of have to wonder exactly, well, did you ever know this really, really deep down in the
1: first place?
0: Oh, and, this is existential.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Keep going, bro. I'm almost there. There's
5: there's certain pieces that we really come to appreciate about things, and I think in particular for the people who play vintage and legacy in '93, '94, part of that is a certain amount of stability. Now we all knew that things really started to change when Magic got that you know that makeover uh, for the of course in. 2015, and obviously hasn't been really worth opening up most new cards since then. <laughs> yep. um, it's when I started to embrace the reserve list. And I'm not exactly sure when, and we can talk about different points, and I'm not exactly sure why. But no doubt, in the last few years, in the last year and a half at least, and it might have started sooner. There's been a change, and I don't think it's possible to explain that change if you don't really see that the sort of the values going on at Wizards of the Coast, the emphasis—it it doesn't make any sense for those changes to have happened unless you think that something fundamental and dynamic has shifted. And I'm not going to speculate on what that is, but I think that there's a real, real risk that legacy in chasing after new markets, is going to lose the existing player base. And I've been having a little bit of trouble lately getting excited about the format. I've been not quite as able to uh, gather up the excitement to stream. I I haven't really been wanting to to play all that much. And, you know, I'll tell you why. Uh, There are a number of factors that have really contributed to it. Um, now, I'm not going to mention the, the slow burn collapse and, at this point, seeming just... Heat death of well, legacy? Well, <laughs> honestly, I wasn't going to mention organized play. <laughs> God, I have no interest in being a professional magic player, because it, it seems like the, uh the amount of just absolute uh, uh, betrayal that has been hitting that particular demographic really should have made them aware that they're not Wizards' target audience anymore. So I'm not going to mention that. Though I suppose someone could if someone were trying to figure out what's wrong with magic today. and I'm not even going to get into the problems with the art because, well, that is a valid reason for – Someone not being interested in the game, we don't need to go there. Um, I'm not even going to bring up card frames again. Instead, I just want to focus on power level, because to me, that's been the biggest issue. Now, sure, I think I might have started with cons. Cons, really? Mator. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Cons block, yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, but in the last year and a half, I think what we've seen has been Wizards turning the crank on power, noticing that booster pack sales have increased, and deciding to continue. We've seen War of the Spark, which introduced the completely broken asymmetric planeswalkers, which are broken and also miserable. It's a, It's a pretty impressive combination, you know? Like at least NecroPotence while broken is at least kinda of cool to play against. <laughs> um, but the war walkers just take out large chunks of interactivity, and I don't know who thought that would be a fun thing, but at some point someone at Wizards decided that one sided lock pieces should be combined with card draw engines. And that's what the war walkers are.
0: I mean it uh it works better for arena, right? like I, if your opponent can't do certain things on their on your own turn then yeah uh, it, it's much easier to watch on arena
5: i i suppose that's true and i you know i i can't even say that arena is bad because i don't have enough experience with it i i played a game over a friend's house with it and it was type 2 so i had no idea what was happening anyway but um it it wouldn't surprise me if Wizards were really making things more arena-friendly. You know, when they when they errated, was it a Johnny's Pride Mate? Mm-hmm. work differently to make it more arena-friendly. Well, that told you a lot right there. Not only were they making cards different for arena going forward, they were willing to issue functional errata on existing cards for the purpose of making arena better.
0: Cue in... The announcement for monday oh, with bull. the changes to the companion mechanic
5: oh, i haven't even gotten to companion yet
0: <laughs> oh sorry 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 you yeah. you, you, you keep bull. going
5: but um yeah and and then so then then i was i was grouching about uh, war of the spark and and then we had um some really interesting things happened we we had a spate of broken printings that um that really really exploded with modern masters now the fact that cards got banned out of modern from modern masters should really tell you a lot about it <sighs>
0: but yeah. they don't have time to test the older formats
1: yeah yeah rich come on they don't test the older but, formats when they're making the set like modern horizons come on
5: <laughs> all right it's modern horizons why why stick with an alliterative name like modern masters when it can be modern horizons sure sure <laughs> Uh, so then we had Astrolabe, and we had Veil of Summer, and we had Oko, and, um, you know, apparently Oko was banned out of Type 2, so you can't even say that it's that they didn't test things for modern right. and older formats. Um, and and then you got Uro, and, you know, Uro and Oko sound kind of similar, and they have the same mana cost, and they're both just broken blue-green cards. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're they're both tremendous design mistakes, so they have that in common.
1: It is really annoying how similar they sound.
5: It is. It is, and hopefully they'll look similar on a band list one day.
1: <laughs> At least one of them has to go so that I can stop constantly calling one the other same. Well, I, I think that they actually both
5: sort of lead to the same thing, which is they're both life gain car draw engines that kick off for only three mana and will continue to have game warping effect until you deal with them, and neither of them are easy to deal with. Right. They're just not good design, you know? Um, You used to have to think about, well, would I want to play a live game spell? Do I want to play a threat to end the game? Or do I want to play a draw engine? Turns out you don't need to decide anymore.
0: You can just play them all on one card.
5: Right. Oko combines removal, life gain, and threat generation. Uro combines card draw, life gain, threat generation, and this, um, well, how do I put it? Mana ramping, I guess, because he lets you put extra lands into play.
1: Well, that's a great point. We, we, so, brief aside, I was playing alpha this weekend with my friends. Nice. And, uh, we were talking about how disrupting scepter is Liliana, and Jm tome is Jace the Mind Sculptor. Like you know, this sort of yeah. the analogs between the original set and what the cards are now, and trying to think of like Oko or Uro in those terms, there's there's no analog for that in Alpha because there's because of enough. how how disgustingly versatile they are, right? They're they're Swiss Army knives.
5: Right. I mean, Oko is. Part the Hive and part Ivory Tower. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It doesn't even, in part Ashnon's Transmigrant. It doesn't really even make sense. Right. And Uro, I don't know, Nether Spirit, Glued Rampant on... Growth. Yeah, like Nether Spirit, Rampant Growth, and um, um, the Fountain from the Dark.
1: Like, yeah, Fountain of Youth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these are just. Fastbond, Zurin Orb, and. Yeah, uh... yeah
5: exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. These are these are you know, part of part of what makes magic interesting is that you have deck building restrictions and those should be in part trade-off between the sort of functionality you want. Right. And Uro and Oko both make you leap over that phase of design. It's it really is that wizards are trying to let you have everything at once. You know, why decide when you'll just have this broken card? But the problem, if you've ever seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the problem with getting everything that you want is that it doesn't make you happy. It makes you miserable. Look at Veruca Salt.
1: Yes, you turned into a fat blueberry.
5: Uh, that's Violet Beauregard. But uh-huh. uh, Ver- Veruca, who had gotten everything she ever wanted, fell down into the abyss in magic terms. And he was a bad egg. And that's kind of the problem with magic. If you try to make it so that your magic cards give you everything you want and you avoid the usual issues of mana screw and color screw, you actually don't end up with a game that's worth playing. Um, you end up with a game where you go through the motion to turn the crank and someone wins. But at that point, we might as well be playing rocks, paper, scissors. The whole point of playing with magic card decks is that you don't always get what you want, and sometimes you draw the threats that don't really line up against what your opponent's doing, and sometimes you draw the answers that don't line up well, and sometimes you draw all of your mountains and all of your white cards. And that's actually part of what makes the game worth playing, because you have to get the ratios right, but because there's entropy, there's shuffling, there's a randomized deck... You should have things collapse in on you sometimes, and um, Astrolabe, first and foremost, is what needs to be banned, because it yes. completely melts down the color pie. It's it's no good choosing which colors to put in your deck, when you can just throw in seven basics and ignore the color requirements anyway. Yep. Um, and then you get... So now we have real bleeding of the color pie with uh, Astrolabe. We have real bleeding of threat answers life gain with Oro and Oko. We have an inexpensive red card advantage engine in the form of Arcanist, and that's no good too. And that's not even getting into what we're seeing in formats like vintage, where um, we have uh, Teferi just locking things down horribly. And the restricted list was really, really put to its limit by first cards like Mentor and Dig and Cruise, because those cards are so completely broken, and even having one in your 60 card deck does a lot, and then we get to Karn, and that, that card was a disaster, and then we get and we still have one Nar set, and that card just makes Magic the Gathering barely worth playing. Yeah. And all of that was bad. We were already sort of in a bad spot as vintage players, as legacy players. And then Icoria happened. And, you know, if you had told me, you know, Rich, in, if you told me in 2018, they're going to have to ban something for power level and vintage, I'd say, eh, that's hard to believe. I mean, Black Lotus is fine, right? We're good with that. And, you know, we have our workshops and we have our ancestral and oh, the idea of banning something that's not, I don't know, it's it's a little hard to believe. But if you told me that at the end of 2019, I would have said, I-, I hope they reverse course. But now that we're there, I can only shake my head and wonder if this is the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning. And so now we have Loris which is... The most broken magic card printed into Vintage since the 90s. Um, it's, it's, it's on the level of power of a Mishra's Workshop. I like that. And, and I, I wish I were being hyperbolic and I wish I were exaggerating, but I'm not. That's just how good this card is.
1: How good the mechanic is, though, too, right? I mean, like, being yeah. able to to just have that card in your hand and cast it every game, and yeah. it's just, it's absurd what they did, right? Oh, yeah.
5: The the mechanic is a disastrous mistake, and the, if, if they had just made a companion that were a three-mana tutu, that would be incredibly broken. It's, you think so? I think so, yeah. I would easily give up a sideboard slot to have
1: a grey ogre?
5: A grey ogre in my opening hand, yeah. Free grey ogre, easily worth my worst sideboard slot. Interesting. So, you know, I, I called this right when the mechanic... You did, on.
1: you absolutely did, 100%. Um, and it's,
5: it's because, you know, there's different kinds of free we, we've seen free be an enormous problem before magic. So there's, there's free as in, you know, moxes are free. They just arrive on the battlefield, and that's broken. There's free as in the untapped mechanism from Urza block, like Time Spiral. Well, that's also pretty broken, because if you'd have to put mana into a spell, that's way too good. And companions are a new kind of free. The resource that they don't consume is space in your deck. They True. are subject to the usual restrictions on cards, which is to say you have to draw them. You'll have plenty of games where Mishra's Workshop sits uselessly in your deck and you never draw it. And you'll never have that problem with companions. They're just always there for you. Yeah. Now, if you think about it, a Mishra's Workshop is kind of like three cards in one. I mean, it doesn't make any... ...color of mana, and it doesn't have any ability, so maybe it's like two and a half cards in one. And, you know, you have about a 50% chance getting one in your opening hand, so... Eh, ...on average it'll maybe add one card to your opening hand on average. Well, it turns out companions do that too. Yeah. For space, Your opening hand goes up by one, and that really can't be ignored.
0: And if you take a look at what Luris does, like, being able to Lotus, yeah. Lurus, Lotus... It's it's adding way more to to the value of the game.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's beyond ridiculous and and it it's not just Loris. Loris and I guess Zirda in Legacy had to go. But didn't we just have another challenge won by that? Yorion. Yorion. Or whatever yeah, I don't remember which one it is.
1: Yorion. We say his name different every time. It's okay. a tradition. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I mean so tomorrow they're going to do something about companions, and I don't know what that's going to be. I think that because they are still actively trying to sell Icoria booster packs, they're not going to nix the mechanic yet. Okay. Um, I I just I, I hope I'm wrong. Why do I hope I'm wrong? But I don't think they will. I think you know they'll, they'll do something to make it less attractive, but I don't think they're going to do that.
1: Do you think there's any chance they do this inelegant six-card starting hand bullshit? I'm sorry for, for poisoning the well with that question. That was absurdly bad. But
5: I mean, you didn't ask that in an unbiased way. But they, yes, I'm,
1: I'm very sorry. Right? They can, or a G-rated way.
5: <laughs> so they can they can make you start with one fewer card, either putting an extra card on the bottom or just drawing to six. They can add a cost to casting the mechanic. Um, I'm not sure what else they can really do.
1: Well, I think what they can do is is sort of change the rules on on how sideboards work and how whether and they're the outside sensible. the
0: game mechanic.
1: Yeah, how pissed that, that's would Riot
0: be if on Monday that's the announcement,
5: bro? So
1: that would kill. Be, be a plan on the wall kill.
5: Sorry, now, I I hope they will, but I don't think they will. Because, again, I I don't even know if you can buy Ikoria packs in stores yet. I have no idea. I haven't been to a store in months. Oh, yeah, you can. Okay. Um, I'm guessing they're still trying to sell this set, right?
1: You can also steal them from Target, depending on what city you're in. Wow. Dude.
0: Did you you see the pictures of uh, the one Caucasian man walking out of a burning Target with Legos? yes i did <laughs> That, like i yeah good go that man uh, I, anyway sorry I, i'm not pro looting but yeah. if you're gonna do it legos legos are expensive uh, man
1: rich we're up against the against the time here but this was awesome man like uh, this was did you you obviously didn't script this because i just called you at like 6 30 asking you about this episode uh, so you didn't have time to like write this, but oh. it, it was like you you read a a monologue, bro, that you hit every point that you wanted to hit. And that's just a testament, I think, to the cleanliness of your mind. I think that your mind is like the the librarian's perfect filing cabinet where, where you just you have all your thoughts about things just perfectly aligned and ready to go. And this was the the perfect demonstration of your brilliance man
5: i i appreciate it that's really kind of you to say
1: and y- you're our most valuable listener by the way like we, we've got a you know our first listener who we really respect and we, we care about every listener right let's be honest but some not not a, not everyone's created equal right i mean that's what we learn more little but you're our most valuable listener, Rich, and we really—it means a lot to us that you listen to this podcast. Well,
5: thank you, and I really appreciate that. That's really kind of you to say. I <laughs> appreciate that you guys have been putting out this content, and it's—it's been—it's been really good, you know. I—I I, I know that legacy is not in a great place, and like I said, this could be indicative of the format getting worse. But maybe, maybe. Wizards will hear everything that's been said and take that into account and move that in a positive direction. And that's my deep hope. And, you know, I, I know that I've been grouching and complaining, but I wouldn't be doing that if I felt like I were just screaming into the wind, because that's no good. I'm really hoping that by using words, we're able to affect change in the format and make things better. I appreciate you guys letting me come on here and actually, you know, give my thoughts about where Legacy's been in the last year and a half, because I'd love to see you guys get to 200 episodes, but the only way for that to happen is for there to be a Legacy so that the dead format's not being used ironically, or I guess only being used ironically.
1: Dude, thank you so much. We're definitely on the winning side of that equation, by the way. I mean, we're we're more than happy to give you our microphone, but we we win and our audience wins by having you uh, give your thoughts on the format, one of the all-time stewards of magic, one of our, our personal most valuable friends and listeners. Rich, thank you very much. You're the ghost of Christmas past for our Christmas carol analogy. And uh, yeah... Good uh, luck with the house and everything. We love you, bro.
2: Hey,
5: you too. You guys too. Seriously. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you both again really soon.
1: Atog lord on Twitter?
5: Absolutely. Right on. Is that on.
1: true? And yeah. streaming, Twitch, Atoglord?
5: Uh, Rich Shea. Rich Shea? Twitch.tv slash Rich Shea. And um, if you're making poor enough life decisions to be on Twitter, you can follow me at at sign a tog <laughs> they,
0: they're already listening to the dead format so they are not they're not making great life decisions so follow follow rich right on there
5: wow all right well done tom yep. thanks a lot guys this was great i really appreciate being guests and uh i'm glad i know you guys I'm serious. yeah
1: brother honestly fucking thank you so much big ups Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 100, part 4, Ghost of Christmas Future Edition, with our number one guest, the most enthusiastic fan of this podcast, the guy who honestly deserves a lot of credit for where we are today, Patrick Uglow, and I I am fucking pumped to end it. I'm I'm riding my buzz right now, and I'm fucking pumped to be ending it on Pat.
6: Bro, that that is awesome, man. That is awesome. Congrats on 100 episodes, boys
1: yeah from the guy with 300 or what what are you guys on
6: <laughs> uh two we, i think we just did
1: 291 i think 291 wow
6: yeah yeah i don't know if you guys saw but i had a shirt made especially for this occasion
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's actually our shirt that's our shirt
6: yeah it's a uh, high quality uh can't wash it unfortunately but uh the label's transferable from shirt to shirt so that's pretty sweet
1: Pat's a true deadhead, man. We we had we had uh, Tom Cairns on, who's a true deadhead, and we had Rich on, who's honestly a true deadhead. And Pat, you've been a deadhead since day one, man. And honestly, how easy would it have been for you to just shit on our cast? Like, it, it we're the new kids on the block, right? Like we said, oh, you know, there's already a huge Boston-based legacy podcast, like <laughs> in this incredibly niche field. Could there possibly be room? And we heard the doubters say that there's not room for two Boston legacy podcasts, but we were like, you know what? The alpha males in the community deserve a podcast too. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to make, we're going to make a second podcast. And so, Pat was supporting us from day one. And that's so, awesome.
6: That, that's that's awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do it. To be honest, uh, you know, I, I was hoping that my enthusiasm for the show was going to be able to tank it. Unfortunately, it going to have the <laughs> <office> effect. Um, <laughs> But but, no, for real. um I uh well, yours is the only legacy show that I listen to every week, uh, and uh you know I, I I can't do a lot of the other uh, well, thankfully, you know, Ian's introduced me to a lot of great terms, like Barnacle turds, and <laughs> I can't do a lot of other magic podcasts, um, but the dead format is the one that i the one uh podcast I listen to every week uh, for the legacy format, and uh no, man, I in all honesty, uh, I love you guys, I think you guys are great. Um, i've i've enjoyed the show every week uh you guys have a great insight and uh no I think you guys add a lot to the to the legacy scene man and i think hundred episodes is a huge deal and uh i mean there's a lot of podcasts uh for legacy and magic in general that have come and gone, and you guys have stuck with it and and uh it's a big it's a big milestone and it's a big accomplishment guys i hope i hope you're uh, well it sounds like Ian's certainly enjoyed himself so <laughs> i hope you are too tom
0: oh i definitely i definitely am just i don't think i ever enjoy myself enough to to match ian to be honest (laughs) that just like it doesn't it doesn't happen that's why that's why ian carries this podcast it's um it's why people listen every week
6: so so can i say like one of like the most important things is like uh in, in podcasts is like uh the hosts having a relationship and that's why i feel like some of these you know super group podcasts that come together uh just don't interest me that much because there's just not a lot of um there's not a lot of history between the hosts, you know what I'm saying? So, like, one of the things I love about you two guys is that there's always a great back and forth. And, like, there's an understanding between you two that I don't think uh, a lot of other podcasts have. So,
0: Yeah, it's, it's awesome until we get to the point where we're, like, talking about stuff. And then we just completely agree with each other. We're like, oh, okay. I guess we just, I guess we just move on. There's nothing, nothing to talk about here.
6: <laughs> that's when one of you just has to take. You just have to do the 180 and take the opposite stance. Uh, you know, on a, on a dime, just to just to make it interesting. You know.
1: Yep. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, usually you have like the contrarian and the straight man. Like that's mm-hmm. the typical comedy setup or whatever, or like you know talk show setup. Mm -hmm. And Tom and I are both, like, 75% contrarians. Like, we're not contrary on the same issues necessarily, but but 50% of the time we line up with, like, both being against the mainstream opinion on something. So it is kind of awkward, Tom. I know exactly what you're talking about there.
6: Yep. (laughs) Like, you're both very reasonable too, though, you know? Like, neither one of you gets so stuck in your ways that you're like, no, there's no way that I agree with you. For the most part, you guys listen to Reason, even if it's even if you're kind of uh, at odds on a subject, so which is always interesting too.
0: Yeah, there aren't a lot of people like that around anymore.
6: <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have <laughs> thought we'd be here right now, guys? Not me. Not
1: me. Now, who who would have thought? Yeah, dude, the Paul Rudd. Yeah. Look at us. Who thought? Look at us. But, no. This, this honestly means a lot. I, I, I grew up listening to Leaving a Legacy, you know, from uh, from the cradle, from the early days. This is what got me into the Legacy format. And now we're here with V Pat Uglow, who <laughs> was a big part of, of us starting this podcast. And, you know, a big part of Tom and I vibing initially was that we both listened to a lot of podcasts. We both commuted. We both were were too smart for whatever our jobs were. And we uh, we were seeking to entertain our minds in, uh, in the time between, right? And so
0: yeah, and the first the first time, actually no, I guess I met up with you before, but I didn't know that it was you. We didn't like know each other yet mm-hmm. when um, when you came to Harrison's a few times, but the first few connections we had were like like directly through leaving a legacy. So that was that was
1: great. Real. I didn't think about that. That's a good point.
6: We're like, uh, I don't know, we're like the OK Cupid for uh, for older <laughs> white guys.
0: <laughs> you just made it creepy. <laughs>
2: <It's> just...
6: <laughs> Dude,
1: so how, how's How How's this lockdown been? Uh, I, honestly, like for me,
6: it, I, I've been largely unaffected by it. Like, for, you know, work has not changed for me outside of them, like, you know, installing a wash station for us. Like, you know, it, it's blue collar work, man. So there's not a lot of... Um, there's not a lot of work stoppage unless something really goes completely sideways. Um, so mm-hmm. we're outside. So honestly, we've been rocking and rolling. I've oh, worked yes. a bunch of overtime since, since the lockdown. So it's been kind of great in that sense. Um, you know, I wear a mask to go to the grocery store. I wear a mask to go to home Depot, but other than that, man, it's pretty much been, you know, life as usual outside of, you know, homeschooling Liam at this point, but that's, <laughs> that's been fairly, fairly uneventful. It's like a little stressful, but honestly, like it's <laughs> I feel like I'm living in a different world than most people, you know?
1: listen to this chat motherfucker homeschooling home depot Bro, you you got you got your shit on locked i'm home i'm homesteading
6: man i've been dude i've do done awesome. nothing but home improvements for the last like uh three or four weeks every weekend just all day just working on the house
0: that's a beautiful be putting in like an off-the-grid water system like oh well, I already fully have...
6: fully transitioning i already have my own well so uh the gardens are coming up real nice uh you know i'm just i'm hunting for some chickens and uh you know, I think we'll be good, man. I live close enough to the Blackstone where we can fish if we need to. So if if shit goes real sideways, we'll be fine. I'm not worried.
1: What do you hunt chickens with?
6: No, no, no. I'm saying like, you know, you'll you'll, you'll just get some chicken. You'll hunt down some chickens and keep them, keep them for. Oh, egg.
1: dude, yeah, hell yeah. Yo, I heard if every American owned three chickens, there would be no egg industry.
6: I mean, a chicken will give you about an egg a day, maybe maybe up to two. So how many eggs like does a family of four eat a day? Like if i was getting like a dozen and a half egg I, we go through like 18 eggs a week so yeah three chickens would probably be enough for us be sick yeah
1: dude isn't that crazy and they also eat compost that's their food so like yeah. our our waste to the dump will go down 10 percent, and that would be a huge boon on, on like the methane and the environment apparently
6: they're also like great for uh tick removal uh, like yep you have,
0: if Wait, you have a we couple- were when we were house shopping we were looking at a house in Haverhill that actually had like a like a mini functional farm, chicken coops, like a whole area worked out out back. And uh they were talking about like the benefits of the chickens and we didn't end up buying the house, but it would have been nice. I could have I could have been a farmer. Chicken? I could have had a farm. <laughs> <You could> probably...
1: <laughs> probably be, imagine Tom the 64 farmer with the fucking the in overalls, just in overalls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> clad in overalls with the fucking goofy grin. <laughs>
0: I could I could pull it off. Yeah, I could you could pull it dude. off.
6: You'd look like one of the guys from Letterkenny, I think.
0: <laughs> okay, Pat. If I was a character on Letterkenny, who am I?
6: All right, so full 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 disclosure, I've never seen an episode of Letterkenny. Oh. I just I've seen the people. Uh, I think I'd want you to be I feel like Ian's the big next guy who uh who's always trying to fight people. Uh Okay. Uh, I don't know who you'd be to be honest with you, but I've never really watched it.
1: You, you got to get out of that shit.
6: I, I've heard. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think uh, maybe maybe Tom would be Bubbles. Yeah. But, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's from. Uh, I don't think he's from that show. That's he's
0: Trailer Park Boys.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Bubbles from The Wire. Yeah, that'll do.
0: This is going sideways
1: already. <laughs> No, Pat, we got an important question for you, though, because okay. we forgot to ask this. We're making tokens for our 100th episode. These aren't like retail commercial shit. We're not selling these. We're not using your likeness on some shit. Mm-hmm. We're just mailing these to the people that were on this episode, a couple other people that are our choice guests and the patrons that have been with us for a, for a long time. We're, we're mailing out a set of tokens that are like us, the Dead Format and Friends tokens. And yep. we didn't ask you what you wanted to be. Like we know we know what Rich and Lawrence are. We know what Tom and I are. What's your token, bro? Ooh.
6: You know, I would love like a Delver of Secrets overlay. I think that would be sweet.
1: Yeah. No, I was definitely going to incorporate Delver in yours. Yeah. But like are are you well, – Swift Spear is part of your persona too though.
6: Lo- yeah, I love that card. Love that card.
1: that doesn't make tokens. Wait. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
6: elementals, uh, I guess. Like I do. Are are masters, yeah.
1: But you already have a fucking elemental.
6: Token. That's true. That's true. I don't make a lot of tokens, honestly.
1: Oh, you don't. That's, that's a good point.
6: No, I guess I've I've played bitter blossom. I, maybe fairy rogues, like.
1: Yes, dude, you're a rogue for sure. <laughs> give, me, give me a fairy rogue. We got. Get
0: it. one of the old pictures of you MMA fighting and just put <laughs> little wings. Put little wings on it. Well, that's it. <laughs> you... Send it. Send <laughs> it in. <laughs> This is
1: a good way to end it, bro.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have a ton of fun putting this together. Like a ton of fun. Nice
1: euphemism. <laughs> I, um,
0: I, I don't know. I've just had so much fun with this podcast, like for for two years, almost two years now, and what? it's it's just crazy to think about. One, like the amount of time we've put into it and how people actually listen to us. That that still blows my mind how people really actually like look forward to it and enjoy it every week. And I guess how much, like how much better we got. Remember how much, how bad we were at the beginning.
1: Episode two always stands out to me as being like, fuck, please, (laughs) please. No one. I just want to delete it. Like, like I just want to delete it from, from the internet. Were
6: you afraid you just blew your load in episode one and had nothing after that? You were just, no. Well, that was one
0: where, when I edited it, Uh, I, I didn't know what I was doing and I took out all of like the downtime between, uh, people, like the transition time between conversation to conversation. Yep. yep. So it was like hyperspeed and Ian had to go back and add dead space into it. (laughs) So it sounded like normal people were talking again. If
6: you, if you truncate silence too aggressively, it does not sound right. It it sounds like you have a bunch of like meth heads, like doing a podcast is not good. That's
0: his comments were. Bro, <laughs> have, have, have you listened to this so, so i was like no i haven't
6: let me let me flip it around real quick because I'm, I'm interested to hear you know if you're doing a little bit of a retrospective right now what's been uh like the the hardest part about doing a weekly podcast like this what and it really answers only like this is this is this is real g shit only so what's the hardest part about doing a weekly podcast like this
1: the hardest part is my dick when i see our patreon account <laughs>
7: for the cost of one starbucks venti frappuccino you could give this podcast five dollars a month which is one dollar or one dollar and 25 cents an episode for that five dollars you could have access to i don't know i assume you guys have a discord maybe some stickers look i'm not well versed in the patreon perks but what i do know is that these two gentlemen are talking about a dead format and when you have a dead format, you have to mourn that format, and that is not free. It takes money to mourn a dead format. Go to patreon.com slash the dead format. Give. Dig deep. For the cost of that unmasculine venti Frappuccino that you drink on the way to the LGS and then ditch the cup underneath your seat so nobody sees you drinking it, you could contribute to a podcast that has given you so much. Discussions about... Who's the best goalie in the NHL? Whether you should hoard toilet paper. What is a squatty potty? You can't get these discussions anywhere else. Go to patreon.com slash the dead format. Give. It's tax deductible. Tis the season. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's awesome. We did it.
0: Honestly, there was... um I can't remember around when it started to happen. But we had so much content and everything planned for the beginning. And... Like, we we knew what we wanted to talk about, and then there hit a point where, like, we knew we were going to do a weekly show, but I don't want to say we, like, ran out of content to talk about, but we were just trying to think of, like, alright, what are we going to talk about this week? And we were really struggling with, like, what we're going to put out. Mm-hmm. And then we just started, like, shit-talking, going through, like, things that are happening in our lives, and just, like, uh, dr- drinking a lot, and it's completely worked out. that That sort of vibe... People have gotten used to and really sort of enjoy coming here to, to hear Ann and I like that. So I think that time before we sort of went in that direction was probably the biggest struggle. I don't know, for me at least.
1: The big advice, and this is like going back to episode like one, two, Pat's advice to us was because he, he listened to the episodes which was awesome we got some like real veteran feedback we had like 40 50 downloads at this point mm-hmm. but pat was listening and he said just keep showing up which is like this very mma motherfucker sort of thing to say <laughs> just keep showing up just keep at it just keep keep hitting it was, like very Jacko willing sort of thing to say but he he said exactly that and i took it as exactly that just keep showing up and that's what we did, right, Tom? Like we we just kept showing up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I I wouldn't I I don't want to say that I wouldn't have kept, um, kept it up if if I didn't enjoy it. But I mean, I I actually enjoy it. It's not it doesn't feel like a like a job or anything like that. We show up, we shoot the shit. Like it, I, I really I really like doing it and if I didn't then I wouldn't
1: well I'm gonna push back on that actually you said it doesn't feel like a job I think it does kind of feel like a job and that's what I like about it right now because I'm not going into work and like okay this kind of gives gives some sort of structure to the week and some totally. sort of purpose to the week where like you're putting out a product something something on paper that shows like the week past. you know what I mean like we have numbers like yep. 98 99 100 to mark like time passing like maybe if you're if you've been going into work this whole time, you don't really relate to this feeling. But I I personally have been like home for for two and a half months now, yep. and it's it's like you know the passage of time. And like Monday night is like a serious thing for me now because mm-hmm. we're recording, and it sort of gives some sort of purpose to the the chaos around us right now.
6: Yeah, totally, totally. Y- yeah, it, man, I. Uh... Oh, I'm very appreciative for, for being on the show. I think it's, I, I, I love the fact you guys invited me on for this one. Um, I guess the other question I have for you is like, you know, one of the things I think that podcasts offer, especially one where it's like, you guys are friends, you guys are like, you know, buddies with each other. And so people kind of get like this view of, you know, they're like the third person in the conversation. They're not participating necessarily, but they're kind of, they're kind of there, um, do you, have you guys had any unusual interactions with the people who like who know you a lot more than you know them? Because I've had that happen many times where like <laughs> someone's come up to me and talked to me and like it, it always feels I always feel bad. You know what I mean? Because I want to like I want to give them as much as 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 they're giving to me, and it's just you feel like you know they they just know a lot more about you than you do of them. Have you had that experience yet? No, we
0: we reach out to to all of our listeners and have personal conversations with them and we know all of them yeah so i don't know i don't know how you're not managing that with all of the people that listen to you guys but no we absolutely don't have that happen
1: no i was gonna say it's funny because we just had tom cairns on and uh that that's uh i, I totally feel that in my relationship with them really no no i'm just fucking around, I'm <laughs> um no honestly dude the the number one instance of this happening to me actually no the one, number one and two one a and one b instance of this happening to me are not because of this podcast they're because of leaving a legacy what that's yeah. wild at at the invitational the star city invitational in 2017 in the the legacy challenge or whatever they called it and in seattle in 2018 at the grand prix people knew me because of you guys talking about me i'm leaving a legacy <laughs> and like we like introducing themselves to me and like talking about like this like random shit in my life because of you guys not because of this cast i really haven't had that experience with this cast it's been leaving a legacy which is like honestly bro like your facebook group is the legacy community at this point
6: Uh, i'm i'm really proud of that that facebook group because i remember when i first came on the because i i kind of weaseled my way onto lal like (laughs) back in like the early in like the early 30s Uh, I met Adrian and Jerry for the first time at, uh, at Miss Worcester up in, uh, outside of an SCG open and, uh, got to know the guys and got on a podcast and then, you know, was able to be like, Hey, you want me to come on for the next episode? And it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've had, I've had those experiences too, man. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And like I said, the Facebook page is something I'm really proud of because when I first started with the, with the, with the group, it was pretty small. It was only maybe like 200 people. And um, it's just it's just grown and grown and we add you know probably dozens of people every week and it's 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 a pretty tight group for being like you know I don't know probably 2600 2700 people it's a pretty tight group um, as far as you know people being fairly respectful and we don't get a lot of reported comments and stuff and I think a lot of the dialogue is pretty productive and positive which I think is great uh, because you can't get that to our
1: boy Tyler Young right. (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's an MTG weirdo, man, for sure. Um, all right, so so the other thing I want to ask you guys, um, and I, so this is something that I've heard from a lot of people, uh, who who do content creation, which I don't even like really saying that because I don't consider myself a content creator, but that's I guess that's kind of the box that you're in. But do you guys ever feel like uh like you don't deserve the like the attention that you guys get? Like, is it weird to you that people? support you on Patreon and, like, want to support the show and, and and even, like, listen to you guys? Because I feel that all the time. It's like, I don't know why people listen to me. I don't know why people care about what I say or want to throw dollars to us to support the show. It, it, it's, it's weird. You feel like an imposter, you know? Like, do you guys have that same sort of vibe sometimes?
0: I, I think I used to where I would be giving my opinions on something where I know that I wasn't, like, the expert in the field when it comes to it. But I think we did a pretty good job framing like okay, here's our background. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're not out there grinding as much as a lot of other people, but just from past experiences, here's what I think about it. So, I don't I don't think either of us are claiming to like to be the experts, like the people that you should listen to. Mm-hmm. When we have a really strong opinion about something, we'll like come forward with it. But I think we're both like pretty comfortable talking about magic and I don't know I didn't feel too much of that Mm. although putting putting your opinion out there for everybody especially the controversial stuff Mm -hmm. like the reserve list episode Mm -hmm. that one (laughs) that that one maybe after we put it out we're questioning like yo should we um should we have done that (laughs) uh and uh and that that happened there
1: yeah i i think um I, i mean i i agree with what you're saying uh 100% 100% Tom like I, I also feel like though I, I've changed a lot mm-hmm. like in, in the in the two years that this show has gone on and Pat you could probably relate to this because you've been on for like four years or, or mm-hmm. more like I, I've changed a lot as a person I've, I've grown a lot which, which is kind of weird because I'm in like my my early to mid 30s at this point and like you know to be changing as a person but i feel like the world has changed a lot in the two years we've done this which which sounds fucking stupid but it's absolutely true
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i always imagine the biographer looking back at my life like uh studying these episodes and being like oh this is when he became a megalomaniac this is when <laughs> this is when this is when he stopped listening to other people's opinions and started just like fucking going insane and uh, th- that's how I sort of feel like like I'm just this like mega flamboyantical little, little my- my- person, and uh, you know I-, I just fucking I just spew it, and if people are just gonna listen, they're gonna listen.
6: Yeah, I, I definitely what I what I love about the show is that like the the Tom and Ian that you hear is the real Tom and Ian, you would, <laughs> like that you would know, you know what I mean? Like
1: there's well, only, there, you, there, only you guys really know us, you James Jerry, the people in that chat really know yeah. us.
6: But like, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically unfiltered. Like, I mean, you might, you know, obviously we all have to keep
0: There are uh, definitely some things we have to edit. It's definitely (laughs) filtered.
6: Sure, but but you know what I'm saying though. Like it's, it's, it's pretty spot on. Like, you know, there, there are some, there are some, so it's a weird, like, it's this weird part that you're in where you're like podcasting with a buddy and like, you can say things that are safe to say between friends but you can't put that out in the world yes, because it's just yes. not the way it is right like i could say i could say some real like twisted you know uh, <laughs> a, a, like just stuff between uh, between friends that i cannot put out there like not that there's any real consequences if i did i'm not like i don't have like a you know a social media profile or whatever it's it's basically irrelevant like but you know you know what I'm saying like there are just some things that you just can't put out there and it that's a weird trap that I think some people fall into because it's not just you and a buddy doing the recording it's you and a buddy and whoever the whoever has access to the download link you know what I'm saying like yeah they're,
0: they're... i think that might be a strategy to boost listeners though like i'm sure that there are people somewhere going like okay i i know that i shouldn't say this but we can do damage control and i can I can turn this into listens, Mm. and Ian and I have talked about doing that for a while.
6: (laughs) I think there's some things though that there's no way that Ian hasn't said something on here that got deleted or got canceled. Otherwise, there's no way. There's no way.
1: On this particular episode, or I mean,
6: well, I meant I meant in in the history of 100 episodes, but probably on this one too. There's
1: been at least 20, I would say, (laughs) 100 episodes. I don't know, Tom. You're the one who's editing.
6: Bro, Alright, speaking of editing, can I ask you guys, like, your turnaround is so quick, and you guys, like, uh, so sometimes, like, Jerry and I will, like, go over the deck dump, but we're not nearly as consistent as you guys, but I'll pick up on something, and because our release date is Friday, and you guys release, like, I don't know three hours after you record. It's bullshit. <laughs> Scoop me on so many, not, not on a ton of things, but sometimes
2: like, <laughs> yeah,
6: I got this deck. I got to talk about this. And then I'm listening to it like on Wednesday, two days before we drop our episode and you guys have already talked about it. I feel like we were like, we we're behind in the race.
1: Adderall.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish, man. I, uh, I just like Mondays, when we record and right after are like my dead time for the week. Mm-hmm. So it, if I don't, um if i don't edit right away then it just gets sort of pushed back and pushed back which happened so, recently uh, right?
1: like a couple weeks ago
0: yeah i i just had stuff going on like tuesday wednesday thursday the episode didn't come out until friday and uh yeah I, last week i turned it around we recorded it was out that night so son we, of a bitch we, yeah we definitely got that got the flow of everything down you
6: guys record late uh, though don't you
0: uh, we started like well, I mean, like with the quarantine and everything. I, I have stuff to do, but I'm I don't need to wake up early. Like I'm up at whatever time my kid wakes up. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have to get ready to go out. So.
6: Right. Yep. Damn. Yeah. That, that turnaround's killer, man. I, I I'm I'm very jealous that you guys have that fast turnaround.
1: So the t- uh, Pat, the reason I called you the Ghost of Christmas Future when when we were talking before, is because y- I think that you are the future of magic, bro. I think that we are the future of magic, and you are the future of magic. I think, like, the legacy, like, the future of legacy is going to be fucking real-ass people. And I think you're a real-ass person, and I think that we're real-ass people. But, like, I'll play this format with my fucking friends. I mean, I've been doing this. Like, I've been playing on Friday nights with my friends. Don't tell anybody. But... We, we meet up out in Groton where where like people don't wear masks and like we just fucking play, we just jam games, bro. And like honestly, like that's what I care about. Like I, I just care about like the friends and the people and everything. Like the the fucking the environment. And yet, like there's a two hundred or two hundred thousand dollar or what am I trying to say? Two grand. There's a two thousand dollar buy-in or whatever to these decks. But mm-hmm. like that's the fucking point, motherfucker. Like yes, yes. Like. You know, this is not – it's not like anybody could just do it or else what would it be worth doing, right?
6: Dude, I I, I cannot – so one thing I've learned from – and I think my journey has, been, has been basically been – recorded because my first games I ever played of Legacy were at that SEG back in 2015. <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Right? So I had never played like an FNM. I never even played like a Moto or even like – like I goldfished at my house and then went to a tournament, and then I immediately talked about it on a podcast, like the next day. And so, that's
1: so crazy.
6: Yeah. So like my, my journey in legacy has been documented. Right. And I went from someone who was like, I really want legacy to be accessible to everyone. It's a great format. And I love these huge tournaments. Like, you know, I, I remember telling Adrian like, dude, the whole point of playing legacy is to win an open or win a GP. Why would you do it for anything else? And I could not be further from that person today. And like, yeah, man, the exclusivity is, can be such a huge, um, uh can be such a huge strength of the format sometimes um but also just like man you get to cultivate the people you play with and that's why yeah. i love right now playing like on cam is so awesome because yeah. i mean it's it's the next best thing to playing in person like in a in your basement with your buddies you know what i'm yes, saying like dude, yeah. it's so it's so much better than Sitting at a fucking open or an or or, or you know a, a GP where you're surrounded by yeah like two thousand other magic players, which is fine and all, and all these vendors, which is cool. But like, you're just surrounded by these people who like I just wouldn't want to be around otherwise. You know what <laughs> what I mean? like, and well, I
1: don't so, I don't mean that disrespect. I'm just like look, cool. sometimes I'm, you make new friends that way, but not totally. Totally. Total, you know not,
6: that's I'm I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, like for sure, right? Like you know, obviously I've met a lot of fucking really really cool people uh playing this game and stuff and and I I shouldn't discount that but I'm also like you know I'm also kind like a bit of an introvert and I'm also someone who really values like their privacy and really likes to like I said cultivate the experiences that I have and like man like I'm not really about like those 2000 person tournaments like if I had the choice between that and playing a and then, and playing like an eight man in in Ian's basement with a bunch of beer and whatever like that's I'd take yeah. the eight man I would take oh. the eight man because that's just so much more fun to me and like is the level of play higher than a GP probably not but like, am I gonna get more out of it? Yeah, 100. percent The EV is way higher that way. Um, All right,
1: new shirts, new new Dead Format shirts. No new friends. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's Pat, me, and Tom.
6: Oh,
2: I
0: thought I thought we we're gonna get like the dogs playing poker shirt. Yeah. Only the faces would be like that's the front. Pat, Pat, me, and Ian. That's or that's, the, that's
1: the back, but the front says no new friends. It's Dude, just <laughs> it's just Pat, Tom, and Ian, and no new friends. <laughs>
6: I love that dude. I love that. But I, I I do have to I do have to 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 walk it back just a tiny bit. And that I've made some really good friends playing this. Like actually, I mean yeah. starting with you and you and Jerry and uh, and Tom like are are three guys who I feel pretty close to. Um and I don't like, you know, there's not a lot of avenues for, you know, mid 30s or, you know, Tom's you know, late 40s white guys to make friends. <laughs> and, so it I feel really lucky to have that avenue and uh, you know,
0: but one of, one of the things that I, I just wanted to, wanted to say thanks for was, like, we, we got a ton of stuff from you guys, and how much work that you all did for charity and all of the positive fundraising and, and things that you guys did like we were so happy to be able to sort of like do some really good things over the last two years. We,
6: we, uh, we appreciated your donation of the time vault. That was nice that we got to give that out and not give credit for you for that. That was, that was an awesome experience.
0: Yeah, that was, that, yeah. Well, that when
1: was... I look back at this podcast, bro, I'm going to remember that day with, 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 with your son at the diner or not uh, the, the Applebee's
0: at the target. Oh, the target.
1: Yeah. The target. And then we went to, yep. we went to lunch after that. The, yep. the, the ones who were pot committed, you know, Pat and I, we 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 fucking we went to lunch, and that was a special day, bro, with Tom and and his son, yeah, and, and and you and Liam, and we we all just fucking bought bought a bunch of shit for families, and and that was like that was special, man.
6: That was that was. I'm gonna, we didn't do that this year, and I kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if like the holidays just got away from us this time, but. I want to double it up next year and really like and go big and do something something major for it because, man, I I it, that was a very that was a very very cool and rewarding experience and you guys played such a huge role in in helping push that and um and yeah and and all it was you know in all seriousness Tom obviously your donation top was very was very uh was very over the top and very giving and and we were very <laughs> thankful for that. Remember
1: when Tom was legitimately mad about that? <laughs> he, he
6: was. It was so it was so unintentional. And just, like, you know, so uh, just not very tactfully done by us. Uh, but just – but because we just – Tom's our buddy, so we just hadn't really considered it. But, uh... I fan
1: the flames like a motherfucker on that oh, one. He... So. But it was too <laughs> he good. He was sending it me was messages good like,
0: good. yo, did you hear what these motherfuckers no, said? No, I listened to it. I
1: heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I was fanning the flames like a motherfucker. That was, oh, that was awesome. That, that was so, so good.
6: Ian, Ian is just like uh, – he's, you know – the the guy who wants to watch the world burn, you know what I mean? Yes. Like that's that's the, I, 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 that's that is Ian is like, if the Joker was a real human, it's that, that's Ian <laughs> you know I'm saying like, like well, let it all burn, every man for themselves. Like there's there's also know. an
1: archetype though, Pat. I was thinking about this because I'm talking to Adrian a lot lately. Like we've had, I was driving out of Connecticut the other day, and Adrian and I had a two hour phone conversation. And I I know that you know what that's about, Pat, because Probably. like you 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 know Adrian pretty well. And like he, he likes to talk. Oh yeah. But we had a very long conversation, and I've been thinking about that role in the podcasting dynamic. And like, there's there's a sort of archetype, right? Like if you if you watch like TV shows or whatever, there's like, I don't know what these TV shows are called, but there's like Parks and Recreation, I want to call it. Yep. yep. With with this guy with a beard, and he's like this like conservative, curmudgeon-y guy, and like he, he's like the lo- the laughing, lovable lo- like comedy guy and then like if you watch like uh third third rock 30 rock 30 mm-hmm. something
2: mm-hmm. there's
1: alec baldwin the character who's like this this sort of like and i think that we play that sort same sort of role right pat yeah like uh, on our podcast and i think adrian used to do that on, on living a legacy and i think that that's sort of become us right like the, this sort of like curmudgeon sort of person like this this re- return to tradition guy right
6: to- yeah, totally. Like you have, like you have that libertarian bent. You know, <laughs> like, like you know, let let the chips fall where they may. I'm gonna be just fucking fine. Thank you very much. You know, uh, yeah, Self, for
1: sure. Self-reliant, self-sufficient sort yes. of. Yes. Yes. You know, pull yourself up by the bootstrap sort of mentality. Yes. And I think I learned a lot of that from you, bro.
6: I, I don't I don't know if I don't know how I gave off those vibes but I mean I I appreciate the because they're with
1: bro. You know? everything's relative <laughs> in this world. <laughs>
6: yeah, uh yeah. I mean I love Jerry, but he's I I don't think I've talked to anyone in my life as much as I've talked to Jerry. I think he, because <laughs> after like i'm I'm thinking about it now like i mean back in the day with adrian we used to go hard on monday nights do like two hour two and a half hour episodes yeah. and like jerry and i keep it pretty tight now but i mean you know 300 episodes even at like an hour and a half a pop is uh it's a lot of time man it's a lot of time but it's he's a uh he's a wild guy he's a wild guy
1: isn't that crazy though i've listened to every fucking episode like how many hours have i spent listening to you guys
6: it's it's wild, right? Like I actually had, did I ever tell you the story about the time someone heard my voice and called and and called me out? And I was in Worcester at a college. No. I was going. I was I was at WP. I think it was WPI. And I'm walking through the campus. I'm going to watch. My brother Josh was coaching uh, like junior high basketball at or it might have been varsity basketball. Doesn't matter. Whatever. He was like wow. the head coach for a basketball team. I was like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Come watch us. We're at WPI. I'm like, all right. So I'm there with my wife and uh, and the boys and I think Luke was little at the time. This is a couple years ago, and I'm walking across campus going to the game, and someone says, "Hey, hey!" Like he's calling out some student, and I don't even I don't I don't remember who it was. Um, uh, but I know I talked about it on the podcast. Anyway, he's like, "Hey, uh, is your name Patrick?" And I I was just dumbfounded. I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, I listen to the podcast." I'm like. How did you? He, i like he was probably like 20, 30 yards away from me, and and like no idea who it was. Like it it was it was bizarre, man. It was bizarre. It's it's just it's crazy to me that people listen to us, man. It's it's nuts. I, That's I, wild. I, I, yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, that blew that blew me away. But it, it you know, and, and at the same time, like I'm also the guy who's like, ah, I don't want to make any new friends, but I also <laughs> love this – I also love the, the that, that stuff too because people have been. So nice to us, you know, for the for the most part, uh, you know, the vast majority of people have been super nice and and uh, and supportive. And, and I just yes, I just say you know, I feel like an imposter because I, I just sometimes you feel like you don't deserve that kind of um, I don't know. People's times are valuable, man, like they don't they're they're t- and Our time here is finite. And the fact that people choose to listen to you for, you know, even in a passing way, even passively for any amount of time on a regular basis is, is pretty, um, that's pretty humbling. You know what I mean? It's just, is you know, you just don't, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's, 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 it's it's nice that people do. And, and, and I think people listen to you guys too, man. I mean, I, I know I do. I take time out of my week and listen to you guys and, and sometimes, uh, if work is crazy, like I wait till things calm down, or I wait till I'm on my way home, and I can like actually listen to the to the podcast and and pay attention because I li- I like listening to you guys, man. Truth truthfully, truthfully I think uh, I think you're two good dudes, and I think you have a great thing going. And man, I've I've enjoyed every one of them. I listen to every episode you guys have put out, and I am looking forward to the, to the next one every week.
1: That's awesome, man. The other thing that you said too was like, it, if there were you would be happier if there were a hundred legacy podcasts and you were the ninety ninth most popular, than if there was one legacy podcast and you were the most popular. Do yeah, you remember, remember saying
6: that? Uh, I don't remember saying that, but it sounds like something I would say. It sounds like a, a circuitous way of saying like, I, I'd rather see people. I mean, that's you know, that's I was actually well, I'll put it this way. I was on Reddit the other day and someone was like, "Hey, we're we're from the Netherlands or whatever. We just put out a podcast." I'm like, hey, go join the Leaving Legacy Facebook page and post it on there. Because you might actually get more traction on our Facebook page than you would on the on the legacy subreddit. And nice. that's that's just how <laughs> I feel, man. Like I want people to I, like look like our show, like might not be for everyone. It might not be everyone's favorite up show, but like I will never stop like promoting using the platform to promote other shows and being like, look at all this stuff that's out there. Like people are not gonna get the same thing out of Leaving Legacy that they will get out of the dead format. You know what I mean? Like you guys have a very you guys have picked your spot um, and uh, and planted your flag in a way that like and doing a certain thing that we just don't do and I don't know even if you're doing the exact same thing that we did like just be- being nonsensical every episode and just having fun <laughs> but, you know a- you know not offering anything of value like that would be fine too you know I don't I don't know I- I'm all about growing the growing that aspect of it um, I think it's good for the game I think it's good for the people like. And like, dude, that's what that's how we find like a lot of guys I'm buddies with. Like Tom Hep is a guy who I, I really like. Uh I've I've talked a bunch of times. I've actually we were supposed to meet up uh, at a couple events and they've everything's fallen through with COVID, obviously. But um, you know, like I've gotten to meet fucking cool people doing it, man. And um yeah, so I'll I'll always boost stuff like that, dude. I think it's I think it's important to be I don't know. There's, there's room enough for everyone. I don't think that legacy is ever going to be too big for, you know, the content creators are going to be too big for, 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 uh, for each other. I think, uh, you know, the, the, the rising tide raises all boats kind of thing, you know?
1: Yeah. Tom, do you remember him saying that?
0: Uh, I do. It was really early on. Yep. And I remember just thinking about like, just how awesome, how awesome of an attitude that is. Yeah because just most people wouldn't be like that and that's just how you are genuine gen like you're that is just how you are and it's it's awesome
1: i i do remember like when we started the podcast like i wasn't like afraid to tell you guys or whatever but like i I thought it was a little bit weird like i i do remember (laughs) feeling that i do remember feeling it was a little bit weird and like how would they take this like do you remember that tom did you have that feeling because i don't think we talked about this
0: Oh, I did like when you were like oh let's record and I was like oh are we just like are we trying to do something that somebody is already doing I think we, we had that conversation too where we're like like I don't know where are we going with this but we got we got so much support from you guys right away that like we never really hit that all right we're, we're putting all this work into doing a podcast we're getting five listens or ten listens or twenty listens mm-hmm. it, it all took off pretty quickly yeah dude
6: well, I mean, so I would I would say two things about that. First of all, like um, uh, for my end, Ian, there was never a second thought when you guys said you recorded a podcast. Like to me, that's like immediately. Boom, that's fucking awesome. Like, let's put it out there. Let's get people listening to it. It was never a second thought. As to like, oh, these guys like take gonna Take some of our listeners away. Are they going to are they going to outshine us? I could not genuinely that was could not have even been, that was not in my mind at all. That's
2: amazing,
1: bro. That, I, I, that's a real testament to you. Well, honestly. well, I mean, like, like, that, like that's like, I mean, you know, small minds, That's like the, the, the big mind play.
6: Well, I, I appreciate that, but at the same time, like, let's be honest. Like, what's at stake? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, it's well, not. No, you know... <laughs> it's
1: whatever it means to you, honestly.
6: Yeah. Like, well, that's that's the thing is like that's why I'm never worried about getting canceled because it does it means nothing to me other than like it's just it's you know what I'm saying like the, what what is important to me is the community so. So, you know, like, uh, but yeah, so it was never a second thought, like never, never crossed my mind. Um, I forgot what my second point was, but, um, but yeah, getting, well, oh, you guys bring your own thing to it, man. Like, so it, you know, it was, uh, fuck, I wish I could remember my, oh, I it <laughs> when I started too early, I, I, I should have, yeah. So it was, it was never a second thought. So, so and I'm glad you guys did it. And, um, I was I was nothing but hyped when you guys told me you're doing a podcast. And the only thing I was not worried about, but the only thing that concerned me was like, I hope they keep going. Do you know what I'm saying? Nice. Like I hope I hope they don't stop. Cause that's dude, that's the hardest thing is to is to keep going in the podcast game, I think. Like and you guys have been like fucking clockwork and that's a huge testament to to your ability to, you know, either your empty social calendars, which is like whatever, <laughs> but also, but also like, just like, but for real, like it can be tough sometimes, man. Like I don't, Ian's no, there's been a couple of times where I'm like Ian, I, dude, I might need a break. Like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just not interested right now in magic. Like, I just don't, I just don't want to talk about it. And, yeah, there and, are two
1: times that happened. I remember. Yeah. It's and terrible. I'm like,
6: I, I think I need a break. Like maybe, maybe. And, and so, you know, I just kept powering through you know because of the podcast, and I'm happy I have because uh because I think if I wasn't recording Monday nights and having these interactions with people like i'd I'd feel a gap you know what I'm saying, like I'd feel like a, a there was a hole there um so so it feels so it's 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 as much for me as it is for other people, I guess in the end but um but yeah, there was never a second thought as to like you know. These guys are, are stepping on our turf. Like I could not. There could be a thousand podcasts in the Boston area. Like I, I probably listen to. If I, my friends are on them, I'm going to listen to all of them because, that's to me, that's what that's what it's about, man. It's about it's about being there for your buddies and fucking enjoying. We you know we got a limited amount of time around here, you know, in life, and I don't know. I can't be bothered with that. Bothered with that petty shit.
1: Well, so. you you say it the way that when you talk and and like say this stuff, it sounds like of course that's the way that it is, but. Honestly, bro, there are as many small minded people in this community, at least as many small minded people as there are people with that sort of that sort of love and that sort of like uh, genuine enthusiasm and uh, unselfish sort of love for the community, man. And and for you to be in this position that, you know, you're talking about how how sort of it's like the the the. What, what am I trying to say? I'm really drunk. The sort of like, uh, tenuous nature of you getting on the podcast or whatever, like mm-hmm. the, the position that you find yourself in. I think that we're extremely lucky as a community that the person or the people who have landed in this position are you and Jerry.
6: Well, that's, that's very kind. And I, I really appreciate that. And like I said, I mean, everything that everything that we get, I hope that we reflect it back uh, and encourage that out of other people because I feel like, I do feel like you guys are very much in the same way, man. Like, you guys are obviously a lot more technical of a podcast than us and and more more focused on the game than we are most times, but um, I don't know. it just, dude, like how, like, all I want in Legacy is just, like, to be surrounded by real people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and <laughs> I listen to, I, well, you know what I'm saying, like, real, yeah. real people and, like, that's what you guys are, man. Like, it's, and I, I just think that's why I think legacy is such a great format. There's just so many real, real people, you know? And, yes, uh, dude. and, uh, and yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words, man. That means a lot. Um, I, uh, I hope that, uh, I don't know. I just hope that, uh, the efforts we put in make things better, you know, make key or, you know, uh, have a positive impact. That's, that's huge for me. So, and I, like, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm very humbled by what you say, man.
1: I can 100% say that the efforts that you've put in made things better. That's I I hope so, Tom. What do you think? Do you think the efforts we put in made things better?
0: That we put in made things
1: better? Yeah.
0: Oh, I I don't know about I don't know about better. I think we provided a lot of entertainment to a lot of people. We're not changing the social structure of legacy for the better like like pat is
6: no i wouldn't i don't think we are either
0: i think we're damaging the relationship that <laughs> legacy as a format has with wizards of the coast i think we're doing that for sure we're damaging
1: people's we... relationships with their own self too i think like we're, we're breaking brains bro like we're that dmt hit
2: uh
0: i i feel like maybe i don't know i was gonna talk about the Jameson bottle popping. <laughs> so often how like maybe we've like triggered people into relapse <laughs> just all sorts of all sorts of awful things
6: but do you have like a cork that you put from bottle to bottle because when i get jameson there's no cork in my bottle man
1: no I'm drinking mictors
6: oh okay that
1: that's that's why i haven't said this but like i switched maybe like six or eight episodes ago every <laughs> hear we, the corks all the people broke. call me?
6: I thought, like, I just imagine you were, like, shaving down your cork with, like, some, some of your Power 9. You're like, I'm just, like, going to make this fit in the Jameson bottle so it's got that satisfying pop. Because it's not so great when just this aluminum cap spinning on top of the bottle opening it up. It's not now,
1: the There was this week where, like, I don't know if it was, like, you guys or somebody told me that, like, the liquor stores were going to close. So I bought... They didn't have any Jamesons left because it was like that that week when everybody was panicking, and yeah. all all they had was like other stuff that i would never had before. So I bought all this mixers. Uh huh. I, yeah, I don't. it's American bourbon, right? Did yeah. you get the rye or it's an unblended American whiskey? It says on it. Okay, it's pretty good. Seventeen fifty three. This is batch number four nine one two two six four, but it's uh not as good, but it's our Okay. It does the job technically
6: sounds like it's done the job. It's,
1: it's like a storm history. chaser mage. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's, <what? laughs> it's been outclassed, but...
6: Yeah, well, yeah, but... So it's, it's, still, done. it's still there, and it's going to do it for you. It might might win you a couple games in an FM. Yeah. You know.
1: Pat, thank you so much, bro. This has been the best way I could imagine capping this episode. And this, this run, bro, this centennial, this 100-episode string, like i don't know tom what do you think
0: i think this was one of the most fun episodes that i had just going going from awesome person to awesome person and since you and are like really half in the bag now is there anything that you that you want to say to our listeners to celebrate this really special episode
1: it's go fuck yourself yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Honestly,
0: perfect because on
1: brand. when i when i go into discord and i see how many messages i have i'm just like i hate you all <laughs> because everybody's like shirt shirt shirts when shirts when i'm making tokens motherfuckers <laughs> I you're hope probably not up. getting them because... you should
6: make a shirt token that'd be even better
2: oh dude I'm so a
1: shirt token.
0: <laughs> if you're taking care of the tokens mm-hmm. I'll take care of the shirts. But wait, Tom
1: how how far along honestly was I in the shirts? Because people don't know this. How far along was I in making those shirts?
0: You you had the the graphic completely done up and it was wonderful. <laughs> and then we realized that we just like we didn't want to deal with copyright infringement yeah. because your art your art was pulled from a whole bunch of legacy cards and it was awesome. It was pretty dope. Didn't we post it in the Discord? Maybe that was the I do I, I ever saw it. <laughs> so um i will i'll see if i can dig up the group message the message between you and i yeah wow that that must have been so long ago (laughs) but i'll post it in the discord as long as
6: people have been waiting for shirts man
1: (laughs) 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 oh it's true We should i should just i should just make them bro we should just send them out but pat i'm gonna drive to millville and give you your token soon i love it uh what what art do you want you want your mma art yes
6: Obviously. I mean, only if you only if you airbrush the the rosy cheeks on me again. That was pretty yes,
1: cool. you, you, dude, you <laughs> noticed it. I'm glad you I, noticed.
6: Dude, I had to go back to the original because I'm like, I don't remember my cheeks being that flush. I had to go back to the original <laughs> picture to make sure you fucked with it. And then I saw it. And I'm like, damn, that's fucking good.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you noticed it, bro, because I've tried to be subtle about it. But
6: you, you're like, I don't think people fully understand your ability to meme on people. Like, it's it's very understated in the day to day. But some of the stuff you sent us. Uh, like the the alignment chart, the D and D alignment chart, I was pretty sure was yours. The uh, uh, what was it? The Venn diagram, the four-way Venn diagram, is still saved in my phone. It is one of my <laughs> favorite things of all time. Uh, I don't know if we can ever. I don't know if it was if it's ever been public, but it is just it, it is just chef's kiss. It looks so good. Uh, uh, man, I cannot speak highly enough about your ability to meme on great on people. It's so good. I wish
1: I had more time, bro, because like the time how
6: broke. could you have less how could you
1: have more time right now aren't you you're home right yeah no but honestly i feel like i have less time because i'm grinding so many drafts of course <laughs> but no honestly like when i'm between projects at work like the making those memes is like my favorite thing to do bro
6: <laughs> it's so good it's so good i'm not kidding by the way it's hundred percent saved like that screenshot is saved in my phone We're <laughs> going anywhere
1: it, it, it warms my heart every time I see the Leaving Legacy Facebook group and I see that the, the header is still the Netflix <laughs> I was going to say that, dude. It's still
6: on there. I, that's not going... Until you outdo yourself, that's not changing either. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. It's so good.
1: Yeah, Pat, thank you so much, bro, for everything you've done. You've been our... our Like, on on this ayahuasca journey, you've been our spirit guide, bro. <laughs> hey, and it's funny. You, you ever done DMT? <laughs> so, so, basically, like, <laughs> Like you, you know, you've never been a guest, like specifically a guest. That's what's weird is like this episode 100 and I realize you've never specifically been a guest, but you were the first person I thought of when I was like, oh, we need to make this like a a, like encompassing the dead format. And, like, you were the first person I thought of, even though you'd never been a guest. You know what I'm saying?
6: When you messaged me, I was – I'm not going to lie. I was really hyped. I've been on – I've guested on two podcasts that I was super excited for. This was one of them, and the other one uh, was The Spike Feed, which is the the only other magic show that I still listen to every week.
1: We used to vibe to that, bro. Yeah. I had to stop vibing when they attacked us personally, but (laughs) – (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i haven't listened since that actually uh th- there's really I'm no <laughs> are they still going
6: yeah they're still going man there's no legacy there's not much legacy on there um but i still listen to it because when i got back into magic in 2014 that was one of the shows i started listening to because i had never listened to a podcast before and i got I, I learned about what a podcast was on twitter and then i down i started listening to this bike feed and uh that is i have not stopped since then. Every week. And those guys are just like just like you guys. Like two friends Mexico, who like yeah. who who have their who like who who know what they're about, are unapologetic about what they do and they're they're funny and they're consistent. Oh, yeah. And they're just good people. So um yeah. Uh so these are the this I was very when you asked me I was very excited because i I, I wanted to be on the show uh, but I was never gonna ask to be on the show, because uh, that's just like that's just not you know you can't do that. Um, but I, I was hyped, and uh, thank you so much for having me, man. I've I had a really good time.
1: No, bro, the reason we haven't had you on is because you're you're in the fabric of the show to begin with, so we don't need to have you on to have you here. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I appreciate that, man. I love it. <sighs> Tom, you got anything you want to say?
0: No, I'm I'm going to edit some comments into the beginning to introduce everybody and do some like like magic work and thank our uh thank our listeners. But man, this has been this has been a trip.
1: It has, bro. Has, bro. <laughs> 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 yeah. But anyway, Pat, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Thanks
6: for having me, guys. It was awesome.
1: This was awesome. Thank you for everything that we already talked about. If people want to find you, how can they do that?
6: Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Pat Uglow. Um, they can find us on the Facebook page. Uh, just search for Leaving Legacy. Yeah, either one of those places is great.
1: Yes, dude. <laughs>